Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Happiest Podcast on Earth. It's an additional episode to our main Friday episodes, but this is a very special one. Recently, both Maddie and I had the chance to go on the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon. It was an awesome experience. And today we are going to basically just tell y'all everything we experienced, kind of what we thought about it. And we're here with two other groups of friends that we met on the Halcyon that also had some experience, some of the same experiences, some different. So we thought it would be cool if we kind of got a lot of different perspectives on the entire trip and kind of put all those ideas together and give y'all a cohesive review. And maybe it's a hard question to answer, but at the end, we'll kind of talk, is it worth it? That's a terrible question to answer, I feel like, but that's the only question I get nowadays. But I, I have a pretty good answer that I've thought about on it for a little while. So on this episode, um, two couples that we had the pleasure of meeting in the Sublight Lounge on day two. Um, I would say the only regret is we didn't kind of branch out earlier and just put ourselves out there and meet a bunch more people because it is a lot more fun when you make those connections with people outside of the cast members. But joining us today, um, we have Mitch and Sarah. Hey. And then hey we have Emily and Mike from Hyperspace Props. So welcome, both of y'all, to the happiest podcast on earth. Um, we're happy to have you here. So without further ado, oh, and uh, I'm here too. Maddie's here. <laughs> Maddie's here Hi, also. <laughs> My official happiest podcast. I love you. you. Um, anyways, yeah, this is the first time I've Maddie's been, been on. Often. She's been talked about often, but her voice has never been heard. So no, making her debut also is yes. Maddie Hazen. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> she was also on the trip. <laughs> She's sitting right next to me. But anyways, so we'll kind of get into it with a few icebreaker questions just so you, the listeners, can kind of get to know a little bit more about us. I would say we're kind of different tiers of Star Wars fans, maybe some a little more knowledgeable than others. And that's great. So we're going to kind of see how all of that kind of accumulated into having a unique experience on the Star Cruiser itself. Um, so yeah, if y'all want to go around the room, um, and let's just, let's just do an easy question first. We'll take turns. Everybody just kind of say your name, maybe a little bit of something about yourself and who your favorite Star Wars character is. So Maddie, since you're sitting next to me, would you like to start? Yes. Sure. So I'm Maddie. Um, and my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. It would probably have to be Ray. Um, Mostly because she's in the movies that I've seen the most or have seen it all. Most recent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like her. Okay. I like pretty much everything she stands for. She's captivating. I like her. Is it safe to outfit. say that you're representing our more novice, you know, casual Star Wars fan? Yes, definitely. You... I'm a Star Wars fan by proxy. By proxy, mm-hmm. yeah. In support, in support. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I've definitely, I've grown to like it more over time. But I like the more modern, well, not modern day, but like the newer. Most recent? Yeah. I like yeah. the most recent films for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, I'll go next. Um, everybody, I'll keep it short, but everybody who's listening probably knows a lot about me already. So I'll keep it brief. Favorite Star Wars character, it's pretty well known, um, is Babu Frick. Um, because he is a master of splicing and he is yeah he's always over my shoulder <laughs> so I just I just thought he was hilarious uh, whenever he was in The Last Jedi so Bobby Frick super unique love him I'm a prequel guy um, everybody hates on the prequels but episodes one two and three 
my favorites by far. So yeah. So Mitch, Sarah, Emily, Mike, one of y'all want to go next? Uh, I'll jump in. I'm Mike. Um, my favorite Star Wars character. That's got to be the hardest question of all time. I right. probably would give it to Obi-Wan though. Okay. That's nice. um, one of the reasons why I have a beard is so at any moment I can become Obi-Wan Kenobi. Very nice. Very nice. Um, as far as uh, the level of my Star Wars-ness, um, let's just say uh, I Star Wars for a living. So very good. Um, Emily and I, between the two of us, try and like read everything, watch everything. And then anytime we're talking, it's like pretty much only about Star Wars. So <laughs> we're still Very catching cool. up on comics, though, right? We are still catching up on comics, but we, we try and like for sure books and of course movies, TV shows, everything. So we try and we try and know everything about Star Wars as much as we can, at least. But nice, nice. I'm Emily. Um, my favorite Star Wars character, and I think anyone who knows me would be able to guess this, is Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. All right. The space nice. mom, and I don't know, she, she epitomizes Star Wars hope for me, and that's, that I love her to death, and she got me into cosplay and really got me into loving Star Wars, so I owe cool. all that to her. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And then before I mentioned Sergio, y'all two have hyperspace props also. It's uh, you all have a website shop or is it exclusively Etsy or is it? Oh, we have a website. Yeah. Hyperspaceprops.com. Yeah. So we do like uh, costume and props, like Star Wars costume and props. And then the other like big thing we do is um, like Sabak and Pasak cards and accessories, uh, metal credits, is probably the biggest thing we're known for. And like one of our favorite things in the world is just, yeah, it's just still, having- Still, still got my souvenir. Around. Yeah, so. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, Mitch and Sarah, what about y'all? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll go next. Um, hi everyone, my, my name is Mitch. Um, I think, I was giving this a lot of thought, but I think my favorite Star Wars character is Asajj Ventress. She's just, I don't know. She's like such a tragic character. And I think um, I first fell in love with her back whenever I was, God, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old I was, but whenever the, the star Wars clone wars, like cartoon came out, not the animated series, but the cartoon where it was just like five minute episodes yeah. on, on cartoon network. And like at the end of the first season, it was Anakin versus Asajj. And I was just like, oh, my God, she's such a badass character. I love it. And then she was super underutilized, and I felt really disappointed therein. But, um, but yeah, so Asajj for the win. Um, I would say, I don't know, on a scale from 1 to 10, I'm probably a 7 or an 8. I don't know a whole bunch. I feel like you are perhaps a 9. No, no way. No, I don't, I don't know. There's like, a lot to know. There's a lot to know. <laughs> like there's a ton of information out there that like people way more knowledge, knowledgeable than me know. Like, I don't know every, I don't know the name of like the, the pink shorts, boom, boom, Mike guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who that is, but like, That's there a good reference, people, though. yeah. Right. So like, but I don't know who that is. Um, the and they're you like, know him puts you at a nine, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, of him. Puts you no, at a nine. Of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 
So I don't know. I don't know a whole lot in terms of extended lore, just mainly like the Thrawn stuff, uh, the Thrawn series. Um, and yeah, the, the newer, like the newer comics, I'm not too much into. I don't really have a lot of time for, you know, expanding into the, the comics anymore, which is really disappointing, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, so not top tier, but you know, high, high right there. You're, you're oh, probably, nice. you're probably a little higher than I am. So I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. I, I have the, <laughs> I feel like I have the movie knowledge, um, yeah. but where I lack is in the series um, and comics and stuff like that. Comics I haven't gotten into at all. I need to. Um, and then the series I've, I've kind of started them and then I'll find myself watching, but not watching, but kind of watching. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more on the movie side for myself, but yeah, Sarah, what about you? Well, I was going to say that I was at a three, but if he's at a nine, I think that I might actually be at a one. I had not seen <laughs> any Star Wars material until we started dating. Okay. So it has only really been like you know, five years. Yeah, okay. five years worth of Star Wars. So I would say I'm at a one, but my favorite Star Wars movie is Solo. So I'm actually at like a negative two. <laughs> I would agree. What I'm kind of I, right from what I, I, don't how, I don't know how the math works out on that. I like because Solo I'm, too. Solo's yeah, a great movie. The grave yeah, mistake. I think so too. The I, grave mistake that Mitch made. There were actually two, I, I think two fundamental mistakes in introducing <laughs> me to Star Wars. One was we went fully chronological. So we started with the prequels, then did the Clone Wars, then did solo and rogue one so i actually fell in love with young han solo before i even saw harrison ford so like to me i was like who is this person playing How han many solo people get that's, that not, perspective. that's not that's not han solo imposter did they not yeah. have the budget to bring back the original actor what's going yeah. on so i think that was the first mistake and then the second hilarious mistake oh is God. we had seen the first prequel i Somehow it had just been shielded from Star Wars my whole life. Like we watched the first movie. Oh, my favorite character, Qui-Gon Jinn. I dressed as him for Halloween. Nailed it. Then I met the most perfect Qui-Gon Jinn lookalike at Star Cruiser. It's all oh, I talk yeah. about at Captain's work. table. I have, that was, yes, I've showed, I, I just show the photo of us to everyone. Like that is what people know from work when they ask. I'm like, me and Qui-Gon Jinn sat next to each other. <laughs> Yes, every time we would see him, I would be like, Hunter, oh my gosh, he's the person. Exactly. Although I mistook him for a totally different character. He was the absolute best. But after I saw the first movie, Mitch played for me the Weird Al song. I don't know if you know anyone who's ever seen it. So we were driving from my parents back to Boston. Uh, So it's, it's like an eight hour trip. And I just, I was like, ah, you know, you're kind of into Star Wars. Let's let's play this song it was the yeah the weird owl the saga begins and then the line you know maybe vader someday later now he's just a small fry i had no idea <laughs> that anakin becomes Darth vader <laughs> i was like you're oh telling gosh. me that that tiny blonde kid oh and you started with the prequels too becomes oh, no. Darth Vader. i had only ever seen the first movie and i it was just i was crushed <laughs> i missed the biggest plot twist in all of like cinema history, and I found out through a Weird Al song. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice. So I'm at probably a negative one of experience, but you know, if you consider yourself love. that, I mean, I think I'm below you because you definitely already have a little bit more knowledge than I do. 
the fact that you can even like tell the order of the movies, I could oh, not tell no. you. I don't think I could even I'm gonna tell get in you trouble. <laughs> the names of the movies. I, I oh. just I can't I I kind of know the gist. She was a trooper. Line. She came on the Star Cruiser with me. She was yeah, we were there for a good time. Like we were ready. We did exactly. have a good time. Yes. Too. Yeah. yeah. Sublight Lounge, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was Maddie's favorite place. It was right. very cool in there. It was very neat. Um, so let's talk about kind of what were y'all y'all's expectations kind of going into the Star Cruiser? Did you go no spoilers the whole way? Did you look up some YouTube videos? Were you expecting something and then got something completely different? Um, I'll lead off me personally. I'm very impatient. I watched YouTube videos. I watched all the stuff and I was like, okay, let's see how I'm going to navigate this thing. So I kind of watched a lot of that stuff. Maddie watched nothing, nothing, nothing at all. So she went completely blind. What it would look like, what the rooms looked like. You didn't see any pictures or anything? No, I had no idea. I knew a gist of you're in there and you don't leave. Yeah. And Hunter made it sound like you're going to be like woken up at 2 a.m. with like a mission to pull you out of bed. And so I didn't know what they were going to do. Like <laughs> overnight school, like whatever you Like call a lock-in, lock-in where they're just um, banging trash can lids in the middle of the night yeah, in the hallway or yeah. something. So I had that mixed with the idea of like a cruise vibe, which is totally a cruise vibe. Yeah, it was very cruising um, for sure. But that's all, all that I knew. And I kind of wish that I had a little bit more like understanding of to the extent of like how people would get into character and dress up because I didn't really put much thought into what I did but then when I was there I was kind of thinking oh it would have been more fun to get into it so yeah yeah I think definitely I wish I might have not looked at all the spoilers before going in but it was nice kind of getting a layout and kind of figuring out where the action is going to happen where to be that kind of stuff but yeah what about y'all um we we didn't do spoilers. We did look at like we looked at all like the promo materials and like anything that was that was like official official publications. So uh, YouTube has their like uh, the Star Wars YouTube channel has their like Halcyon data files playlist. Yeah, we watched those, and then we watched a few like spoiler free reviews. But we we like stressed. Spoiler free. Spoiler free is what we want. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We wanted to know to be prepared, like. We're cosplayers, so yeah. we needed to know like, what are people like? Are there is there a formal night? Is there like going to be other aliens? So we, yeah, we yeah. Both needed to know that part. So you needed to know like the basic expectations, but you kept exactly. story yeah. elements like, as secret if, as you could. If there were things that would like missions or things we would be forced to do that would uh, that that particular costumes would hamper. Those yeah. Are the kind of things we yeah. Would. yeah. And, and for everybody listening, spo- complete spoiler warning, like we're going to give some spoilers in this review and potentially. So if you are not wanting anything, maybe check out a later video where we can go spoiler free. But say that kind of leads into this question that I'm going to ask y'all, Mike and Emily, did y'all have any accidental spoilers that bummed you out? Like, did you know the retractable lightsaber was going to be there? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was announced a long time ago. So we, yeah. we knew that was happening. I mean, one spoiler, just like it was advertised as spoiler free, but I feel like for me, it was slightly spoilery. It was um, the with Wraith, uh, how you get the gem and Dano, he said he was able to hold the thing off the, the Halcyon in that kind of set up my expectations and it crushed me a little bit when I couldn't get that to happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mitch and Sarah, or what do y'all think? Uh, so I, I really wanted this experience to be completely novel and just, you know, you know, super fresh. I, I wanted no spoilers. So other than the fact that, you know, I, I saw some promo art, I saw a picture of like what the room would look like, which that was it. That was all I needed. I, I just need, you know, seeing the actual design of the room, like seeing the bunk beds embedded into the wall. You know, like, like it, it felt from that image, it felt like something straight out of Star Wars. And, and that was enough for me. And so I read, you know, just a little bit of material being like, okay, so you have different missions that you can do. You can, um, you know, build your own character kind of, and just explore, explore the ship and everything and build your own story. And that was enough. And I cut myself off from all news. You know, I went into Google and like said, I'm disinterested and, all of these different things. So it's <laughs> not interested. Not interested. Up. Well, that's just it. Like, but I, really, I, I am I, very interested. I, I am very interested, but Google, don't give me any more stories about Star Wars Halcyon uh, Star Cruiser. Um, so, yeah, so I, I came into it very cold uh, and yeah, just did, did my best to avoid everything. Uh, yeah, I honestly did not even know where to look for spoilers and if they were not targeting me. So, really, <laughs> I think my my kind of goal going into it, I think I just knew how how amped up Mitch was for it. So I went in with like Disney, don't <laughs> this up. You know, on the podcast. Oh yeah. I like went in kind of like don't even don't disappoint him. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, we've got Mickey last for that, so you're good. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, all right. But no, sweet. Yeah, I'd say you and Maddie were kind of on the same page. Like Maddie knew from me talking about it, like, and the fact that it's Disney doing something that's like all inclusive, it's never been done before. It's like she, I feel like you knew it was like a big deal. And you're like, whether regardless of the theming, you knew like you're expecting something pretty cool out of it. So, yeah, no, sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would walk into a room and it would look really cool. And I'd be like, do you think this looks cool? <laughs> you look up. Like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. this is pretty awesome, right? I mean, <laughs> just to just to give you, I guess, an idea. Uh, whenever we first walked into like our our actual cabin rooms and yeah. like you know taking a look around, I literally fell to my knees, giggling like a child, just because like for the briefest second, I could disassociate from this reality and believe that I was on the, you know, the, the a, a, a starship, you know, it was just yeah. really amazing just for that. Um, yeah. So. And then kind of going off of that in terms of before, um, what were y'all's backstories? Um, I know some of our backstories might be shorter than others, not pointing any fingers, but <laughs> I'll, I'll start with mine. Um, I, I feel like this is another thing that I did not put a lot of thought into. And I just, I just assumed it's like, yeah, we're just going to go on and say hi to other people. We're not in the, like the cosplay realm. So like you, Mike and Emily, y'all, I know y'all had the, the really awesome costumes and everything that y'all had. And it honestly, like we double take and it's like, are they cast members or what are we looking at here? Which I think if that was y'all's goal going in, you were very successful yeah, and it was, so it was super cool. Love and it. if any of y'all listeners don't know what I'm talking about, go check out hyperspace props on Instagram, just 
scroll a little bit and you will have no problem finding it. They had awesome costumes. Um, but my personal backstory that I kind of threw together off of my favorite character, Babu Frick. Um, I was a apprentice under Babu Frick on Kajimi. Um, yeah. And I didn't really put two and two together of why I should be on that ship. I just thought that was cool. Cause I like Babu Frick. And then um, Maddie with your, um, I would say yeah. slightly basic backstory, but. Um, I don't even know that I even <laughs> ended up with a formed one by the end of it. Um, I like overheard someone asking like, what is your backstory? Where are you from or something? And then it hit me while we were like standing there. Oh, it was when we were talking to Wraith. Wraith Cole. We were in a group talking to Wraith and he was like, yes. where are you from? And she hears she someone say call. like a planet. And then she looks at me like, why? And I was and like, I knew it was oh. coming to me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know that I can pull a planet name out of my head right now. Like I was very, very scared. He's very flustered um, on stage. And in fact, I actually did like freeze up. And yeah. I said, I think you said the, the I, desert, um, desert place. And I was like, no, Josh, no I just said, I don't know. <laughs> he just laughed at me. And after that, I was like, where am I from? And he, I, I was like, where's Ray from? And that's when we I think worked, he said, we worked on and something. I, still, I forget for you to be prepared not, yeah, with Jakku. Jakku. Yeah. 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 But I still didn't have like a reason or like what I did on Jakku. There was nothing. We, nobody. Said. Yeah. We kind of steered clear from that question then. after that. Yeah. I did have, um one experience where someone asked me where I was from and I was like uh, <laughs> I just kind of like turned my head I'm like Kajimi and she's like where no 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 where are you actually yes. from I'm like Fort Worth Texas I'm from Fort Worth yes, Texas nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it was like you kind of didn't know if like someone asked you you're like oh what are we doing here like but, are we playing or are you truly interested in like of, of who I am yeah. yeah yeah but what about y'all um so I'll keep our backstory really brief. So we worked with like a uh, professional, like a uh, theater, uh, like designer. And, He's like, our friend. He's our friend. Yeah. And so nice. we worked with him awesome. to like come up with a backstory. Um, and so but the, the gist of our backstory was, I, I guess the reason for our backstory was so that we wouldn't freeze and we would have like answer supply because we, because we know from past experience, like going to like Batu that like people are going to ask questions and it's better to have some story. And so, right. um, cause I have frozen before. Just like, exactly. Just like, yeah, yeah. I, I did not. Especially want when, when Kylo Ren comes up to you and like, says like, let me see some identification. It's like, I don't even know. What do I That's do? when you freeze and pull out your driver's <laughs> license and yeah. just hand yeah, it to exactly. him. He's like, I don't want this. So, so our, our backstory was that we were, um, credit counterfeiters to go along with like our business. And we had recently stolen some like minting dyes from the first order. And we were trying to get them to dock on our on Batu, but the first order knew our, our regular spaceship. So we decided to get, go to the, like get on the Halcyon and then that would be our cover to get to Batu. That's awesome. And so that kind of like took care of all of our, our, our like bases of like, who are we? And then we had our planets where we were from. And then also like, why are we there? But the best part that he's missing is that the first order knew who we were and had a bounty pack oh, yes. out for us. And so we had posted mm -hmm. to everyone on the cruise saying, Hey, if you see us, you need yeah. to say, Hey, haven't we seen you somewhere before? <laughs> like uh, the bounty puck. And then we'll be like, pay you some hush money so that you don't 
because we wanted yeah. to pass out some credits to all exactly. of our fellow travelers and yeah we, yeah and i think out. that was that was a really good way to get people to like make that first point of contact and like let them know it's like I'm not just like a don't talk to me like person that's like, just go up, say hi. And then that's a good way to meet friends um, when aboard, which we'll get to that a little bit later. But making friends is definitely a must Mm -hmm. when you're on the Star Cruiser, I feel like. But Mitch and Sarah, what about what about y'all's backstory? Did you put a lot of thought into it? I I, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my character uh, grew up on Raxus Prime, which is a junk planet. Uh, So a lot of scrap goes there. Um, Grew up kind of in the early days of the Empire. Um, You know, think think Rebels, right? You know, like that kind of like a little bit older. um, uh, So basically built my own ship from scrap on the planet. Real like droid head kind of character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually got off planet. Uh, began dealing in Kalto, which is some might say like the, I don't know, the, the discount Bacta. Um, <laughs> and then also Tabana gas. So of course right. I would ship it. So, uh, so I would ship mainly to the rebellion because, you know, that's kind of where the money was and it's also kind of shady. So that's where I made a lot of my money. Uh, so smuggling, Calto into Banagas in liquid state. So, you know, you get the, the people from, from Bespin. They, they embed Tabana gas into, um, into the frozen carbonite, which it's expensive. You know, it's expensive to do that. And my Tabana gas, we cool it down to liquid form. Yes, very deadly, very dangerous, but we can ship more and we can ship it cheaper. So the rebellion obviously liked that. Um, very nice. Because Savannah is used I like for, your, I like your tactics. Yeah. yeah. We can talk after this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that was, that was my character. Sarah, uh, your character. Yeah. My character changed depending on how many drinks I had consumed. <laughs> but I think the most important part of our backstory when Mitch was first kind of laying this out for me, I was like, okay. So like by the time we're on this cruiser, like, are we, are we running from someone? Are we, you know, are we actively doing something? And he was like, oh, no, by the time we're on the Star Cruiser, we're retired and we're, you know, doing well. And I was like, OK, I was like, so my mind like, oh, I'm just retired. Be. I was like, but, yeah, I was like, sounds good. So I am just retired but, and living large on a Star Cruiser. But we have the skills in case we are called to use them. Mm-hmm. In case right. we're called to action. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it, like if you grow, if you are you know, active during the rebellion, by the time you're in the, the time period of the Halcyon, you know, you're, you're a little bit older, right? So uh, she she was, um, what were you, like a, some kind of specialist in the rebellion? Oh, I was, I was logistics. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, I want an operations role. Right. I want to be at the core of where things get done. So that's, that's how we met. <laughs> I was supply chain and operations. Yeah, so Very that's nice. how we met, right? So I would, I would you know, uh, sell my product to her. She would obviously, you know, pay me and everything after a couple of years doing this and and whatnot. We um, made a connection and eventually got married and had kids and became very successful. And then we decided to go on a cruise yep. in uh, in our retired years. I do remember uh, our our first interaction, Mitch. You were in the gift shop and I was loading yes. up on mm-hmm. our souvenirs. 
and I kind of hear you talking and you're like, you're like asking about the, uh, Organa tunic and you're like, what? Yeah. The dress room. It's like, I, you know, I got captain's table tonight and I'm dressed like a nerf herder and I need something. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, I'm at the captain's table too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not in the lounge. Yeah. Well, that was that was initially, yeah. And then at captain's table, we sat next to each other. And that's where we made the connection there, which we'll get into captain's table for sure. That's a really Mm -hmm. good way to be forced. I personally, I think they should have like eight seater tables all the way through that dining room and just be like, ask a question at the start. And it's like, are you comfortable dining with a group or do you want to dine on your own? And then they'll place you with a group and then that's how you can meet people. But that that would be a really cool way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm that's off awesome. that real quick, Hunter. The second night, we were actually sitting at a table by ourselves, but we were talking to a couple guys at the table next to us constantly. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? Let's just move to your table. So we yeah. just moved over there and started talking with them. And but yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That was, yeah. this is a really good way to just kind of like just have, you know, casual conversation, kind of build some connections that way. Mm-hmm. But for sure. Um, let's go into, kind of starting to review a little bit kind of the arrival experience before we get into it i'll kind of do a little deal on the data pad so if you're listening and you don't know what the data pad is basically it's how you do everything on the star cruiser Um, it's on your phone it's on the play disney app Um, once you have a reservation that links to your my disney experience account which kind of unlocks that for you if you download the play disney app right now you'll see it on there and it'll say like link reservation or something like that that's what it says for us now um, because i went back to check on it to do a little reviewing before this episode and everything's gone so (laughs) that was fun but we're working off memory um but yeah basically that app and do they call them what were they called data like the no well the m bands but what were the wall units called were they like data i I forgot what they're it was a terminal they just called it like a wall terminal wall term but they have those like spread out everywhere where you tap your m band which is your disney language magic band um you tap your m band and that kind of is your key to kind of linking interactions um and then throughout the experience, you have your M band, you have your data pad, your data pad gets communications that lead you on different kind of side quests. And then your magic band is linked to all sorts of different things. Whenever you scan it, when you tap in and out at that too, um, when you use the fast passes, when you do all that stuff, I have a hunch and I talked this uh, or I talked about this with some of my cast member friends of how they did some of the character interactions that lead to getting messages on the data pad. And I feel like if you're in a certain proximity of one of the VIPs and you're having conversations with them and they determine that you're someone that they would like to send on a quest kind of for lack of a better term or kind of send you a message through the data pad that by being in their area with your M-band, they have some sort of RFID sensor on them that they can trigger to kind of take that information for the people within whatever radius to let them know like, Hey, these people have unlocked the next step in the Wraith quest or whatever that is. Um, I feel like that might be a way, but just for a basic understanding, you'll hear us kind of mention um, the uh, data pad and bands, all that kind of stuff, getting messages from different characters on our trip. Um, And that's kind of how that happens. Um, But yeah, did y'all have anything you wanted to add about the data pads that I might've missed anything very important that I might've missed. You don't have to use the one they provide. You'd have did to y'all, did y'all have one provided to you? 
Now, the, the, in some of the cruises, they, they, required they've required it. you to like use theirs. Yeah. You could always use theirs if like your like device stopped working. Or if you have kids that don't have phones. And- yeah. yeah. I was curious about that because, you know, there were a lot of kids there and they'd have these iPads around and stuff. And I had that thought at one point, like, oh, a kid to participate, they need a device, an iPad, a phone. I don't know. I touch. They still use those. I don't, I think they're iPhones. (laughs) They were all iPhones. Yeah. So I was wondering if the cruise would provide those or if parents just have to come ready with that, extra devices for their kids. Yeah, they provide them. Um, I mean, you kind of have to, because if you don't have them, you're not obviously going to have any sort yeah, of experience. Yeah, you miss out on the whole storyline. Kind of yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, so let's kind of go into day one, kind of arriving. What was y'all's experience with arriving at the, um, I guess, terminal, the Chindrilla Starline terminal there to get blasted up to the Halcyon? Um, Maddie and I both got there we left i think it was like you can't get there before one is what they always said we ended up taking a taxi from we were at animal kingdom lodge before we left at noon got there at like 12 15 and then they let us get in line so um how did that kind of work for y'all were either of y'all kind of shuttled the disney springs shuttle back did you go through that or was it a pretty smooth process were there any so like they they asked us i think if we wanted to go to disney springs like we wanted to get there. We got there at 1145. Yeah, we wanted to get there super early. Yeah. And uh, all of our makeup and stuff took it longer than we expected. And so uh, we got there. We, like, we wanted to get there around like 1115. Because yeah. I, I think 11 is the earliest you can actually get there. Okay. So we got there at 11, four, around 1145. And then because we were like, we don't want, we want to be there and get in right at one and not miss a second of this. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we were in the first shuttle up to the house. Yeah. We were the fourth group in line. Yeah, the fourth group in line. Awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah, they had kind of like the stanchions kind of weaved in, kind of like a queue. And for everybody listening, kind of how it works is when you show up, you join the queue. And then was it right at one? That's when they started letting people in, maybe a, yeah. a little bit earlier, but it was right at one. You go through regular I think security. We started going through security a little bit before one. Yeah. Yeah. So you go through the security checkpoint there. Um, there is like a gift shop, but that is not open when you're checking in, they have that shut. Um, but you can definitely walk around. We walked all the way out, like to the other road of that building and kind of took pictures, just kind of taking it all in. That was really neat. Um, but yeah, you go through security, um, you get the safety orientation video, um, which actually featured Mark Daniel, which was, that was my surprise. He's been on the podcast before way back. We did a game day with him. So that was pretty cool. So he's the podcast zone. Um, so he gives you a little safety spiel. Then you hop on the elevator that blasts you up, has some cool, um, screen effects kind of Mm -hmm. in both top corners that you can see. And then the doors open into the atrium. So what was y'all's, I guess, first impression, taking it in and kind of checking out the atrium, checking out your room. Where did you go? What were you most excited about seeing when you got there? So, so, so real quick about the shuttle going up to the Halcyon, the, um, the, the screens that you, you get to see, they're actually, they're dynamic, right? So mm-hmm. they reflect current weather conditions, which I thought was just okay wonderful, cool. just icing on the cake, right? Yeah. Um, something that I did find out in the show, like everybody gets there at one o'clock, right? And it is just such a long line. If you get there at two, it's, it's like nothing. You just zip right in. 
Um, so, so that's just a heads up, but, um, actually, you know, walking in to the atrium for the first time, is just such a stunning experience. And I mean that in its, its truest sense, because I'm, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I myself was dumbfounded, just the attention to detail and the scale that they put into this thing. It's just, it's gorgeous. All of the viewports, again, completely dynamic changes the the they're all you know they're, they're not actually windows but they're ultra high definition screens right that just um again they're dynamic they display uh external environments that the halcyon's going through and you know um, you have the hollow tanks on either side of the uh the atrium there which provide pretty realistic holograms which i found to be very impressive um so just an awe-inspiring experience. For some reason, those tanks, um, if you're listening and you obviously haven't been able to see them in person, if you imagine the diver's tank at the Seas Pavilion in Epcot, that's for some reason I couldn't get it out of my head. It's like that exact size <laughs> right there with the hologram inside, yeah. but it was a really cool effect. I wasn't expecting that. And yeah, I, that's actually, like that. yeah, that's actually one of the things that I didn't even really know about or i know i got a lot of spoilers but i didn't really even know about going in um but for us we kind of walked into the atrium and then we got led to the room we checked out the room for a little while um stared out the window for a few minutes because that was really awesome um and then just kind of went room to room um we went to the climate simulator um and then we went to the engineering room which just a warning the engineering room is a very chaotic place um, that is ruled by people that are under the age of 10 years old. And yes. if you are not good at it, <laughs> they will let you know and they will. That's keep so you true. <laughs> yeah, they they're not messing around. The kids on this entire experience are not messing around. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no they are. <laughs> yeah, they're probably they're more serious than any, anyone else. Yeah, like oh, there was sure. um, there was this little group. Uh, there was like these like three kids that were just dominating the Pazak table. Yes. And like, you know, adults. Adults would come up and be like, "Oh, you guys playing Pazak?" And then, or, I'm sorry, Sabak, Sabak. Yeah, sorry, that's that's Knights of the Old Republic coming through, um, <laughs> Sabak. Uh, so, so yeah, they'd like, "Oh yeah, sit down, let's play a game," and they would just like run house, and then eventually the the adults would leave. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, the I was beat by one of those boys in the tournament. Yeah, branching and off that. He let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we played in the Sabak tournament and the kid was a card shark and he oh my gosh, yeah. was not breaking face like we were laughing like haha nice job and he was just straight face like I will destroy you dominated the table later yeah yeah but anyways yeah, uh Mike and Emily what were kind of some of the things that y'all went straight to when you got there that you were most excited to see kind of coming in I mean we, like, I think the biggest thing that we wanted to, like, we just wanted to run through everything really quickly. At the beginning, just kind of get the lay of the land. So we, like, ran through the atrium, like, looked around, went to the gift shop for a second, went in the sublight lounge, went in the room. We kind of just checked out everything. Just ran around. Yeah, because we were like, okay, it's like, because we got we got there right at one, and, and the whole ship was empty. Yeah. So So we, like, wanted to, like, quickly see everything. And we like took a ton of pictures right then because it was completely empty, which was a great time to do that. Nice. 
but interestingly enough, the ship was empty and I saw a terminal and I'm just like, hey, you know, I, I, I think I'm supposed to like tap into this. And I go up to it and I start tapping into it. And one of the uh, crew comes over, he's like, are you supposed to be doing that? And I'm like, uh, I, I got lost. <laughs> I was because <laughs> we didn't know how, how like the story like yeah. how the m band stuff worked at that point and yeah. so we were just like Playing i don't know it, it looks like there's a band like point you're supposed to tap on and yeah. so we were just like getting into things not knowing what we were supposed to be doing but after that we headed for the lunch that was basically our first stop first main stop was the buffet the for lunch yeah. that's great yep yeah, Same here. yeah we ate lunch first too yeah the lunch was awesome we made so sure good. not to eat well, we actually take that back. We did a breakfast buffet at Boma at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which probably shouldn't have done because we had a lot. But try to when you come in, when you check in, come in hungry, because as soon as you get there, that lunch buffet is open. The food is great. Um, it's great. So many That's options. Right. Yeah, so many options. And there's really no like repeat options. I feel like I mean, there's like the the tip yip and the mac and cheese, like the the kid stuff is yeah, there exactly. the kids stuff all the time. Yeah. But they do a good job of cycling in unique things for each meal. So if you do go there, don't think you're going to skip out like even on the day two when you go to Batu, um, still eat on in galaxy's edge but come back and check out the buffet just to see if there's anything new because there is something different there that you haven't seen before um but yeah that whole um, crown of Corellia. every every meal every meal we did we each grabbed a tray and then it's like okay i'll grab this one you grab that one we just we just tried one of everything every single time the food was incredible at all times i feel like yeah for sure Mm -hmm. That was my favorite part of the entire experience for sure. The food and the drink, because everything was so like immersive and very unique to the experience too. I felt like it was all thought through so well Yeah, and it tasted good. You know, it wasn't just like cool to look at or a cool name for it. It also tasted really good. Yeah. Everything and down to you know what you're eating. Just like, I don't know what this is, but it tastes amazing. Exactly. Yeah, there were many right. things that I was yeah. like, I don't actually know what the ingredients are, but they it's did, great. They did a really good job at disguising everything. And then yeah. the theming all the way from the lunch trays to the dishes oh, to the, the dishes. cups were like these For little sure. Yeti cups. The serving ware awesome. was insane. Yeah. That like by far my favorite part of the whole experience all, all completely custom it, yeah. was, it was really really yeah. neat for yeah. sure i totally I'm agree hospitality background so that type of thing kind of like blows me away yeah i feel like the for lunch i grabbed six things i honestly did not know what they all were they all ended up being a delicious carb and i didn't even feel carb. bad about it because i was like <laughs> well i ate like eight different types of a cheese dish but you know what i didn't know so it was perfect very delicious, very tasty. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They they really did a, a very good job, as you said, of disguising seemingly normal food as something that's exotic, that's, for lack of a better term, out of this world. Um, like, for, for example, I, I picked up a green bun. I thought it was just like, you know, a green bread. But no... It's a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich yes. that caught me covered off guard. in matcha powder. Yes. It's like, what is this? This is amazing. And like, you know, of course they had other things that were, you know, somewhat more normal. But I think still, I'm very impressed with the the um, the grilled cheese sandwich. Right. So they had this. Oh, that was so good. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So the so grilled good. cheese, it it had this. Uh, I don't know this, this interesting, it seemed like they, oh, they put yeah. the cheese on the exterior of the bread and they pressed it down 
and the cheese kind of melted and baked into the bread, but in these um, sort of circular patterns around a triangular shaped piece of bread. And it was just, I know it sounds kind of lame whenever I describe it, but it, was <laughs> it sounds that. delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's making me hungry again. In a triangular pattern with many circles. I love it. They were definitely all things that like you can't really recreate at home. And I feel like if you're mm-hmm. going to go on well, I feel a trip like, like this and yeah. the investment that it is and all of that taken into account, it needs to be that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And for anybody listening who doesn't know already, all uh, food items are included. They had the buffets going for breakfast, lunch. They had snacks up all the time. Um, they had, uh, they were constantly of, pumping you full of food. Yeah. They yeah. Really like, were. You're finishing Just, one meal and then they're like, okay, in five minutes, it's, it's the snack bar or the dessert yeah. bar or yeah. You're going to the sublight lounge and you're getting freeze dried green beans, which were Maddie's they favorites. Were so good. The Not my forget beans, the they were crunchy green beans covered in some sort of they were seasoning. like green bean french fries they were and they were so very good. strange I yeah but the, yeah. the smoked cheeses that was that was a, a favorite um at the sublight lounge because they they you know they bring it out uh like four different cheeses um that are in like these little sphere shapes but it comes out in this big glass uh I don't know what you call it, like a, not a plate warmer or whatever, but, um, that's what like, we're a, for. like a dish cover. Yeah. Like a dish yeah. cover. Oh, a we did. Cover. No, we saw that. A, is that, yeah. Is that the one with the, with the smoke under it or something mm-hmm. like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, uh, they put the smoke under this, this glass, um, covering and then, you know, they pull it off with a big flourish and it's just, it's, it's, everything is a show mm-hmm. uh, on, on this. And it's, it's all so well done, you know, it's just so impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, one thing that is not included are any alcoholic beverages, which if you are planning your trip to the Galactic Star Cruiser and you want to be getting a few drinks and there's two um, non-alcoholic specialty drinks. Um, I'm trying to remember one was the poison spitter, I believe was the, a non-alcoholic. The watermelon juice. And the, and there's there's a watermelon. watermelon yeah. 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 But those are not included. Um, you will spend a lot of money on many rounds. Yes. <laughs> they do add up fast. I think it was but anywhere all... between like $14 for the 20. lowest to $25 to like upwards of $30 for the ones that souvenir are in souvenir cups. Cup. Yeah. It's like 35 um, and 32 were the two uh, souvenir is. cup ones. I will say, um, I don't think they give them to you if you don't get the souvenir cup. I didn't ask in the sublight lounge, but a perk to that is at dinner, yes. the first dinner seating, the fiery Mustafarian was like their, was it their Both margarita? Nights you could get them. Um, you can get those drinks at dinner without the souvenir cup. And that's kind of your opportunity or to try that lunch as well. You, you got it lunch. at lunch the first day. And if you're ordering it basically mm. in the crown of Corellia, um, mm. you can get them on the menu. There's a couple of them. It's not every single one, I feel like. No, but, like the Fireman's Farm was on there for the first dinner, but not the second dinner. Yeah, so but that's like a hack to get the drink. But if you don't want to pay double the amount or really want the cup. You so can you can it. do also the opposite, which is what we did. So we don't, we don't drink alcohol. Okay. And so, but we wanted the cup. Right. Okay. So you could put something else in yeah, it. So, yeah. So we're like, we just want the cup and we don't want the alcohol. And they're like, well, we might be able to get you just another drink. And we're like, yeah, we don't care. Like we'll just pay for the cup because it's so cool. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so they ended up uh, giving us the two non-alcoholic drinks. Nice. And just included that in the price of the cup, the thirty. Yeah, that, that's yeah. great. The that's poison, the poison spitter was the one that I tried, the non-alcoholic one. And they had the whole show of yeah. poisonous. Here's the here's the antidote yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which was really cool. really funny. Um, one Wait, interesting. Go ahead. I, I didn't see that at all. Uh, can yeah, you, it was can the you non-alcoholic. Just a little bit? But they do like this. Uh, was it like red or something? Like the drink itself green. is green, and then, and then they and like then the, the antidote is like a darker green. I think. Something yeah, like yeah, something like that. But they kind of. That's when the bartender gives you this whole spiel and like the story of it and all that kind of stuff. And each of those drinks has a different story, which is really cool. And then the fiery Mustafarian has the lava that you can add, which I kept the little test tube that they give you. So I think it's just like. It's not alcohol, but it's like it's, something. It's extra, cinnamon syrup. Cinnamon syrup. It's yeah. yeah, it's something spicy. But they were like, "Yeah, you can add a little bit, add a lot. It's up to you." And I was like, "This thing's awesome!" And it has, and again, like I'm holding the test tube on camera for people who are just listening, but it has all arabesque writing. Like it's completely themed, and everything you see there is completely themed to the T. There's nothing typical there besides maybe a couple exit signs exit signs but, yeah. but that's okay i was saying how like they could film like more star wars films or like pieces of things in this space because it's so themed perfectly but then hunter was like well there's the exit there signs. are a couple there's, exit signs there's a fire alarm there's the <laughs> handicap ramps there's like stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah but they did or atm yeah. yes the atm so random yeah i guess it, it, that, that was really it had good theming though yeah it yeah. did atms go yeah wait where was the atm at by the bathrooms outside of the crown of Corellia. <laughs> that's hilarious i, I wish i would have gotten a withdrawal out of that just to say i did just, it before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to get my completion you know achievements for the star yeah, cruiser exactly. to 100 <laughs> i wonder if it would have come out and like credits or whatever <laughs> yeah, probably not y'all should have done a bit where y'all are sticking your credits in the machine yes. and- <laughs> look, 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 we're trying to withdraw i'm just pulling yeah, out that, yeah. that would have been so funny <laughs> missed opportunity yeah 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 but yeah so that's so a little bit about food there but another main element of the star cruiser one of the elements that really justifies the price tag is kind of the the exclusive like character interactions you're going to get throughout with the VIPs there, you get a lot of really like quality shows. Like if you're thinking, I mean, it's probably a bad example, but like the stage shows at uh, Hollywood studios, just stuff like that, but it's all just happening around you. There are kind of multiple instances where an event will pop up on your data pad and say, head to the atrium. Now this is happening and you got to run up there and there's some big ruckus going on that you check out and they put on kind of this theater show for you, which is cool to see. Um, But there are a lot of people to meet and there are a lot of people who want to meet them, which is what we found out on day one in those first three hours. It is crazy whenever they're doing their i think it was the galactic social or something like that where you kind of all of them come into the atrium at once um there are gatherings and lines forming to talk to characters um which is really really crazy but who i guess was the first character that y'all were able to kind of make contact with to have an interaction with is the first question we uh we were kind of like in the front middle of the area and and uh, our first interaction was, was with the captain. And this, okay. is, this was the first time that 
our all of our backstory preparation paid off like big time. The captain came right up to us, knew our names. She knew like the ship that we usually traveled in and knew really? that we were on the run from the first order. She had read our backstory. So she as read a, all of that coming yes, in. As in most of the, How did we were geeking out? Yeah. So so that. so we oh. posted it everywhere because we had heard that this could have been a possibility. So we posted everywhere. We put it like in all the groups that like cast members lurk in and and we had most all of the VIPs like knew our backstory. And in fact, when we gave Wraith Cole a credit, he's like, I don't want your counterfeit credits. And he returned it. <laughs> yeah. And then later we're like, no, seriously, he, we want you to have something from us. But yeah, so the captain came up to us, made like very specific references to our backstory and was like, oh, I see you're not in your regular ship and like named our ship and all this stuff. And so, so cool. we like wait, wait. constantly had like those kind of interactions, which yeah, it would just like blew us away that they like people knew our names and knew who we were before we even got on. Yeah, just, that's quite the way to start. You know, yeah, like right off the bat, like, all right, like, we uh, turned it up to 11 just right at the beginning. Yeah, it's like it's only going to get better from here, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Besides the whole busy, crazy first three hour part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, how did you guys manage that? Like, I mean, did you directly communicate with the uh, no. with like the yeah. Disney crew or, no, or what? Just put it out there. We just posted it in like all of the Star Wars like uh, Star Cruiser groups. There's like On a Facebook. ton of Facebook groups, and we just posted it all over our social medias, and then just like tagged all the official like Star Cruiser stuff. We tried to just like put it out as many places as we could. Well, that and because we wanted people to see us, so we can you know pay them hush money. Exactly. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then we also posted awesome. in anything to do with like Galaxy's Edge, Batu groups, because we wanted like a seamless transition from Halcyon to Batu. We wanted to have like people coming up to us just, just the same way. Yeah. And, yeah. And it like, yeah, we were, it was, yeah. it was perfect. They, it, like, they see you. It's awesome. Yeah. They, oh, they, they, cool. like, they, they definitely read our whole backstories and were ready to play for sure. That was awesome. Gosh. And it helped that y'all were, y'all were very recognizable. Like, exactly. yeah. so that so. definitely helps. Like yeah. y'all, y'all were spotted from across the room, wherever you were for sure. Yeah. So it, and another thing kind of when you're thinking about what to wear, what to do, having those like consistent looks, like whether it's a jacket or whether it's a piece that you wear over and over again, whenever you meet people and you're going to see the people that are on this cruise over and over through the whole deal. And if you kind of have that recognizable piece, it's a way for people to kind of like, you know, like that's that person. I remember we did the tour, they were on it and you have a conversation and that kind of one thing leads to the next. Um, but yeah, that is, that was really that's cool. So cool. What kind yeah, of, so um, having, having our species be different, like, yeah, that yeah. like solved the need for making sure that our clothing or different things were the same because we were recognizable yeah. no matter what we wore. So awesome. Awesome. What kind of Facebook yeah. groups did y'all join? Was there any that were specific to the cruise date or yeah. was it in general? Yeah. So we, we joined uh, a specific cruise date one, the, and then a one that's called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Then there's another one that's like tips and planning. Yeah, Star Cruiser tips and planning, and then there's Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, there's 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 like I think three or four something like main ones that we like posted all of our stuff. We did like full pictures of our costumes, and and like so here here's the Reader's Digest of our backstory, and here's the part you will play in our story. So that's awesome. 
Yeah, y'all were kind of celebrities for a couple of days. That's so cool. That's the way to do it. I tell you what, for any listeners out there, do that because that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. We, we had our own backstories, but oh my gosh. got nowhere near that kind of interaction. That's yeah, amazing. I would definitely it's, say. It's, I was I gonna say, Mitch got that. mistaken for somebody at Galaxy's Edge, and we were really oh, no, impressed. I, I, we were like, "Wow, we must look really convincing." Somebody asked him, "Like, oh, can I purchase this?" And I was like, "Oh, you <laughs> you're oh like, gosh. yes, yes, you may. <laughs> Give me your money." Asking us if they sold socks anywhere. She's like, "Where are the socks?" And we're like, oh, "We don't know." <laughs> yeah. our, our biggest problem was at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we would sometimes have a line forming to like meet yeah. and greet with us. Really? Oh my god! I'm yeah. like at the celebrity status. Yeah, and we were like, we were like, we're also guests here. We're not cast members. We're yeah. also trying to have a good time and do things, and we'd rather not form a line and take pictures yeah, of everyone. Really? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Mitch and Sarah, what what was y'all's first, I guess, interaction with one of the VIPs on the ship? So. I, um, I don't know, like I, after, after like the initial, like, uh, gathering in the atrium where the captain introduces herself and, um, you know, the first, first order comes in and everything. I, I think I went straight back to the bar cause I had a game of Sabacc going and, uh, I wanted to continue that. So grabbed another drink, sat down at the Spock table and was playing with some other, um, you know, some other people. Was it a 10 year old? <laughs> no thankfully thankfully it was if you get up adult. from your seat they will take it they immediately oh, they just yes. they snipe it they it's hover. just they're right in yeah. well, you wait till like 10 o'clock when it's past their bedtime <laughs> oh no the second night we now. were it's we were like sitting midnight. there yeah with like mitch and sarah we were they there were. talking and i think it was like 1 a.m and a group of like three or four kids yeah, yeah, yeah. ranging like night, seven to 12 years old the first night they weren't though yeah, and they're like, we're just here yeah. for some snacks. Well, I'm like, what are, you, are like, what? They, where are they gonna go? <laughs> yeah, you know, so they just go. It's yeah. true. Yeah, they can't escape. Yeah. It's it's all in place. So, <laughs> so so yeah. So I'm sitting there uh, playing a couple hands of sabak, and um, the captain walks in, and you know, some people are you know, asking questions of the captain and stuff, and then uh, we start talking about the game of sabak itself, and I don't know, we're just you know shooting the breeze. Uh, the captain was like an ex uh, ex Sabak player. She can't gamble anymore because she's addicted or whatever. So, so actually, here's the thing. You know, um, going back to Hunter, what you were saying earlier about the the cast members, like the VIPs, having a a certain proximity. I yeah. firmly believe that if they shake your hand, that they're giving you like some kind of special mission, right? So, like. They all of the, the major VIPs have those big you gotta thick get that handshake. The handshake is key, right? Yeah. Because you're wearing you're wearing your magic band, your M band, hopefully on like your right hand or whatever is your dominant hand. And they go to shake your hand. And when they do, you know, that there's like that communication, that NFC communication or whatever that happens. And I think you get special missions based off of that. Yeah. But then again, I don't really know. I didn't go to the data pad orientation which honestly I kind of wish I did because they're the thing with the data pad, it's all monochrome. Right. And because it's star Wars themed, it strays from all modern UI design practices. Yeah. You don't so, really know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So there, there are, there are like sub menus 
that you don't know about because it's not evident, you know, right away. So right. go, you know, shake Definitely as many hands. Know, as you your, know your data pad when you go. Know Do your data, data pad. Research. Shake as many hands as you can. And <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> For, yeah. And I will say, I feel like I was not the like best example of someone who was like shaking everybody's hand, but I still got the initiation messages like later in the day. So if you are on the Shire side, I, I, you still do get the prompts and then how you respond to the initial prompts on the data pad will kind of determine like what path you go on. And then later on in the trip, like as you are in, in your journey, as you like see the characters, then we started shaking hands to be like, yes, yeah. please like advance me on your side. I'm an ally. Yeah. I f- <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's definitely like, a not like a stopping point but there's like a limit to how far you can progress in a certain Mm -hmm. period of time right like absolutely in that first chunk like people are racing to like oh i have to talk to him i have to talk to him i have to do everything possible in my data pad and people are running around the engineering room they're unlocking the brig and nobody's even there and they're like i gotta do everything and just like all right well it's like you've kind of like gotten to a point where you can't do any more um but they i feel like they do that on purpose so it gets that rush out of the way but the people who kind of are kind of hanging back not able to make those connections it kind of gives them a chance a little later to kind of catch up and they kind of have people that yeah like they kind of like for us, our first interaction or my first, whoops, my first interaction um, was going up to one of the modules um, and putting in an incorrect passcode. And by doing that, Wraith sent me a message immediately and said, I see you're meddling in things you shouldn't. It's like, yeah. we've got something for you. You should come talk to me. So then I was like, okay, I gotta go talk to Wraith. And I think everybody on that ship walked up to a module and put in the wrong passcode because by the time we made it up there, there was a group of like 30 yeah. people surrounding them. And I was like, oh, I feel less less special now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I was like, that that's that that was like how we got our first mission was we were we were trying to break into engineering. Yeah. And and someone had act, someone like beeped in and they had already had access, and we just like ran in behind them. Yeah. And we were like, well, maybe we should try and get official access. So that's then we went out and like beeped and then Rafe was like, if I get you access, will you do this? And we're like, and then then we kind of got into the story that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to give some perspective to listeners, whenever you go into the engineering room, there is like a touch point there where you touch your M band and then even by doing that, once you even have access to the engineering room, you still have to touch your M band to open the door. And every time you do that, it basically lets the data pad know it's like he is in the engineering room. He went in there and then all of that information, all of that data feeds back to the app to kind of push the story along in whatever way it's going forward. But it was also difficult because I was following Maddie around as we were kind of exploring and she would tap into the engineering room and I'd follow her and I'd be like, Oh wait. And I'd walk back out and then I would tap in yeah, and do the same thing. I'm like, you got to do your separate thing. And yeah. we asked, yeah. yeah. And we asked uh, a, one of the crew there, a cast member. And we were like, so how does this work? Like if I just do everything, does she just follow me? And they're like, no, y'all just need to kind of each tap your band and kind of do it. And that kind of led to the first, I guess, conundrum of the cruise. And we kind of were like, okay, so are we going to like try to match or are we going to just go do our own thing? Um, So that's my question for y'all. When y'all were there together, did y'all go in saying we're going to do everything 
the same. We're going to match. We're going to have the same experience to the best as best as we can. Or were you like, Hey, if you got to go that way and I got to go that way, I'm going, see you later. <laughs> what was y'all's kind of approach to that? Yes. So we like, yeah, we just kind of like made a pact beforehand. Like well, we're just going to stay together. Also. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah, we were so you can't bolt off on your anniversary. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, let's, we're going to stick together. And, and like, we let our back, our backstory dictate. So we, we were just like, we're going to go hardcore into the smuggler side. Yeah. And anything that can like push us towards like uh, furthering our backstory. So nice. Nice. Yeah. So it worked out really well. It was really intuitive for us. Yeah. And, and we kind like, of both. Cool, so. Yeah. We kind of both Maddie and I kind of did the same thing. Maddie. For the most part, like there were certain, there were some instances where I clicked a different response or whatever. Yeah. And but... it would lead me down a slightly different path, but somehow because we weren't even reviewing like what are you going to say before yeah it kind of merged back most of the time yeah so yeah. i mean there were a couple times i was like i gotta go to the engineering room bye <laughs> and like <laughs> come back later for some but of like I the mini like, stuff yeah so yeah. if somebody's curious like if you chose different paths like are you going to be completely separated and like i think going into it i was a little bit worried if i did want to like we wanted to experience what both of those are like um like, I don't want to just not see you the rest of the day or like how extreme is like the separation, you know, it's so on your own terms. Like you can go do the thing that they're telling you to go do. You don't have to, you can go do it together, then go back and do the other person's like, it's very low key. So it's not as intimidating. I feel like as it had sounded to yeah. me in the first place. And it's a lot and, smaller and scale. Cast is like really lo- like, like low-key about it it's, it's not like a big uptight thing so like no. yeah like uh we talked to several people who like one of the spouses got like went one way the other one went the other way but they wanted to like be in on the cool stuff with each other mm-hmm. so the, like the cast members just made it happen they're like yep here uh check your data pad now you'll have that mission and now you can do it too. oh like kind of like yeah. the special trainings even to be in certain like if if, yeah, all, yeah. if you had like an event, so on the day, yeah, of- some of the specialty events, like if, yeah. if, if like you, Maybe. you went hardcore into the first order and you were having a special thing with special meeting with Lieutenant Croy and your spouse was resistance, they could still get in. Like they just said, just okay. and they were just like, yep, check your data pad. You'll be good to go. And yeah, um, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice to know. I guess there are a few times where it is like a 30, 45 minute thing. That's the special group. That has yeah. kind of gotten to that point. Yeah. Well, and then there's the main storyline points too, where everybody's present. Um, yeah. But just kind around. of going off of that, just to give some quick background, when you look at your data pad, you have the itinerary of events and every once in a while, basically before your cruise or before your trip, it's all these white events and it's droid racing, miscellaneous stuff. All of that just goes completely out the window. As soon as you show up, everything yeah, starts yeah. turning yellow and the way it is, these yellow events or these gold events are ones that are crucial to furthering a story path that you're wanting to take. If you want to, if you want to follow those. Um, so the and whole also time, just the main story of the whole ship too. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, yeah, it's like the finale, all of the main events are those gold ones along with all of like the branch stories and stuff like that, but you don't want to miss those. Um, always be checking your data pad and you'll see, just, you'll look once and then you'll look an hour later and the three other things would have popped up yeah. so, all yeah. at the same time too. It's like yeah, yeah, three places sure. at the same time, quick run. Don't, don't plan ahead and be like, yeah, well, you yeah, know, our first day we're going to do yeah, this. Exactly. 
because they're going to basically plan it for you. Just go ready to do wherever, go wherever it takes you and do that kind of thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So that it definitely keeps you on your toes there. Um, on day one, um, everybody did one or the other, I believe, right. It was lightsaber training or bridge training on day one. Did y'all have, which one did y'all have on day one? Um, and what do you think about it? We can kind of go into just reviewing both of those since this is the first time when that happened. I think we did both. both. Yeah. I think we had, yeah, both. we had, we had, we had both, both on the first day. Um, yeah, yeah, we had lightsaber training and then bridge training later on in the evening. I think bridge Dang. training was after dinner. So, so our day, it was kind of scheduled, you know, we, we got in, we, we hung out for a bit and then we had lightsaber training before dinner. So that was at like 7 PM. And then at eight, it was dinner. Then after dinner was bridge training for us. And after that, we, you know, kind of to go back to what you were asking before, we kind of went off in our own different directions sarah somehow started really supporting the first order i don't know (laughs) i think it was my lack it was my lack of background but i think i think what was really good was that we were able to be we were on completely opposite storylines when we were on the star cruiser our missions would be very different but when we were in when we were on bet like batu our missions were different, but they led us to the same places. So we were still able to go to Ogus Cantina together. Mm-hmm. We just had like slightly different directives. So you can still like hang out with the person that you're with while you're at the park. It's just that you're on slightly different, slightly different journeys. Right. I, I highly recommend the first order, the improv actor that plays oh, yeah. the bad guy was, the actor was awesome. Oh, yeah. He was so was good. So funny. Yeah, was I was scared yeah. of him. Oh my gosh, the group okay. were so small because nobody wanted to be the bad guy. It was, it was really, it was really fun. But you, so you can do different paths and still be together outside of the park. It was more so on the Star Cruiser that yeah. you, that I feel like the second night I was like, see you later. I gotta go. <laughs> I've got a meeting I gotta get to with Croy. I was like, yeah. I gotta yeah. hang out with Lieutenant Croy. I gotta go do something in the end. I feel like you do become. Like- like a little more confident too and like where you're going what you need to do and you are like bye i'll be back and you go do that yeah yeah for sure but um on on day one we had bridge training day one i think no we had um no we had bridge we had lightsaber training day day one day one okay i guess we had lightsaber training day one yes but yeah and then we had bridge training at like three o'clock the next day because we had to come back from batu um, but lightsaber training overall, that was one of the things since again, I did the whole spoiler deal, looked at basically everything. That was the thing that was getting the most flack. I feel like, um, where people were like, not sure, like, eh, it doesn't really look all that convincing. Um, after doing it, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty neat. I thought the lightsabers they give you are extremely high quality, They're really cool to hold and kind of just be in that space. The, guide lights that everybody thought were the lasers like that's really lame that they just shine a blue light and you touch it and it's like well no those are the practice beams and you go there and then it shoots the laser and then you kind of go through the whole story so overall i thought it was really neat what did y'all think of lightsaber training how did y'all experience that i was horrible at it she <laughs> had really negative tight. force. I, mean, I, I, I carry a blaster. I can't handle a light. <laughs> it really um, was very touchy, like yeah. to get it right. Yeah. 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 I was a little underwhelmed with it. And uh, my reasoning for that was 
Um, I've played a bunch of the Star Wars VR stuff. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, they've got like a, a Batu uh, VR game, but they've also got a uh, a game called Vader Immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Where that. yeah, where you hold a lightsaber and you're like in a training area. Mm-hmm. And you're deflecting bolts. That's what you were used and to. And so that that was the level <laughs> I was used to. Like, like I well, I I was used to being a real life Jedi. Yeah. And so when I wasn't a real life Jedi, I was like, well, this isn't as good as being a real life Jedi, you know? Right. <laughs> so like, I mean, I had like, I didn't I didn't go in necessarily having high expectations, but just because I had that experience so often. I guess just subconsciously I had expected to go in and somehow be a real life Jedi. I don't know why, but yeah, but yeah, that, that, yeah. So I was a little bit underwhelmed, but I thought the way they did it was really good. Perfect for kids. I'll I, say that. I just, I also yeah. wish that I, I felt like, um, uh, I think it's like the second or third time through, then they just like go all out and the lasers like blasting. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, I know that I'm deflecting more of this. I know I'm, I, I felt like I, at some point I was like, like I'm better than they're, this. They're like making me miss. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like at some point I was like, I feel like my skill is higher than you're, and you're killing me off too quickly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was my experience. It's but, funny you mentioned Vader Immortal. That kind of rung a bell for me. So we're from the Dallas Fort Worth area and they had this deal that kind of came through called the void. <laughs> Um, yes. so what that was, it was Vader, it was basically Vader immortal, but you put on the goggles, you have the actual, well, you don't have the lightsaber off the bat. Um, but you put on the goggles, you put on basically like a suit. It's kind of like a laser tag suit for lack of a better explanation about it. But you do that, you get up and you are walking room to room with the VR headset on, you walk up to a blaster, you reach out and it's an actual blaster that you pick up on the screen and in your hand and you're shooting. It has feedback. You have haptic feedback from getting shot by stormtroopers. Um, you find a room, you find a lightsaber, you grab it, you push the button, you turn it on and it kind of does all that. You take the, um, like you take the platforms on Mustafar and you're going over the lava and they pump heat effects onto you and stuff like that. Like the lava is very close to you. Like thinking back, that was not, that was a while ago. And that jogged my memory. Like it would have been a lot more impressive to have something that reached that level of immersion. I do admire that they were going, obviously they can't put a VR headset on you because that completely breaks the experience. They're trying to do it. And, and like, it has to be, possible for kids to do it yeah yeah and it has to be possible for everyone also so overall it was yeah an experience that i feel like was geared towards everyone being able to give it a shot to try it out but mitch and sarah what did y'all y'all think of it yeah i mean i mean that's the thing right so i think while obviously for for our you know age range and and, and skill level wielding lightsabers it's might have been kind of childish but at the same time, I think it was you know pretty well done for you know, trying to address all age ranges, right? Because you're gonna have you're gonna have the little kids, you're gonna have the grandmas coming in as well, and like you know they 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 just had a, a wide variety of age ranges that that they could you know satisfy with the the current show and and, and production and everything. But real quick sidetrack that uh, void. VR experience if 
anyone's listening to this and you can find that anywhere, highly recommend it. It was at Disney Springs for a while, but then they removed it. And now I, I don't know. I wish I could go back and do it again because that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, I feel like the, yeah, you know, Mike, what you were saying about how, like, you know, you, you would get your, your lightsaber into a the specific angle where obviously, you know, the, the laser is going to come and hit, but it misses. So it's an imperfect technology, but it was still fun. You know, you just got to yeah. suspend your belief a little bit and bring out your inner child and, you know, it's a good. No, it's all about what the you shields are really cool too. It was that was a really interesting. Shields thing. really, I, never, I loved it. I never, I've never seen anything like that before, and so I was like, "This is cool having the shields." Yeah, I wasn't sure how they were go. I was interested to see what they were going to do with coat, like considering COVID. But they like had props. People were holding them. They were just like throwing out like pretty well made props to like yeah. partake in these activities. So I, I really feel like. I don't know what COVID precautions are happening behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. I felt yeah. like it did not limit the experience at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Our, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. our Saja might have sanitized a lightsaber or two for some. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I feel like he like went off to the side and did something like secretly and then like handed it back. But anyways, um, but yeah, no, like, that, was, a, that was. Go ahead. A, a male um, cast member. We had Saja Grayson. Yeah, we also had Saja Grayson. Saja Grayson, nice. Yeah, Saja Grayson. The Sajas were way, way into it. They, I feel like it's up to them to sell that experience. Exactly. Um, Yeah, they were all hyped all the time. Yeah, yeah. It almost for sure kind of seemed like they were kind of compensating for it, like knowing, like, okay, this is kind of for kids, but let's really get into this. (laughs) It really pumped you up, but for sure. well, sweet. Let's get into, um, we'll talk about the bridge training for the day two stuff. But let's get into the dinner service, um, the evening with Gaia. Um, I thought that was super unique. That was Maddie's favorite I love her. person. I love her. <laughs> She's yeah, Maddie, how did you like her not, not knowing anything going into it? Like I knew Gaia was going to be there and we made a special thing for her. And I want to know. And we, we were like Gaia fans before we ever even knew uh, she was ever going to be on the house yet. They no. were bigger fans than you. Were. Oh, for sure. I'm sure you are. But hey, how no, did I have you no know? idea who that is. Or I mean, I'm sure in some of the movies. I no. no, she's not in no. any movies. No. She was not. So well, like in some scenes, she in the was movies, made up like a performer here or there. So I thought maybe well, yeah. it's just someone in the movies, but like they elaborate on her storyline in the house. No, Young, she's but. she's from the house young that those ideas um which is where the starkers are got a lot of flack in the first place were meant for galaxy's edge but like oga's cantina was going to be the bar area for a restaurant dinner show theater style restaurant with gaia performing it should be it was with dj rex all that stuff was planned for galaxy's edge and then one thing led to the next budget cuts and then they moved that stuff to star cruiser and put it in that experience but gaia was always from the beginning on galaxy's edge part of the plan somewhat they just kind of put her into galactic star cruiser which was interesting yeah i didn't know anything about her at all and but that didn't matter i just loved like from the second she was there performing performing and everything her 
songs, just like so catchy. Yeah. And her attitude and her mood, her sass. She's I just, very sassy. I love yeah. her. She's and Wani. Wani is like my other favorite. Wani. She was our first character. She was, yeah. We and didn't I was, was just, very, that character was just on a next, the next level. Yeah. I was very interested. Was she the Rodian? Yeah, she was the Rodian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, whenever we had like the, the acoustic session, she and our, she and I danced together. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, like I was just sitting there like jamming and stuff, a uh, drink in hand. And, uh, you know, she just comes up to me and she starts dancing. I'm like, Oh, I just all right. Love yeah. Her energy. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we start dancing and she starts talking to me in huddies and I'm just like, I only I speak a basic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the interaction with Wani was one of ours like in the atrium the mm-hmm. first couple hours we were mm-hmm. there and that was one where me and maddie kind of look at each other and we're like otherwise it's gonna be a lot of staring and like yeah i don't do you know what you said i don't know i had that yeah was, i had experience up, like the data pad yeah because well, we didn't know if that was an opportunity where we could yeah. do that translation feature which yeah so we, we thought we were being there. clever with like the translation like there was an there was an option to translate vocals like and we were like is that for wani like because you can do like hand type scanning or audio or something like that and we were like and then it's locked you can't do it um but i kind of i told maddie like after that first interaction it's like it's kind of like meeting like face or fur characters at the parks it's like that communication isn't there but as long as you're asking questions and yeah. you're kind of getting into it you yeah. the worst thing you can do with meeting wani is she says something to you and you just look at her and it's like i don't know what you mean yeah and so, she's like so well i can't like, explain she it would come up and like speak something in hatis and be like oh thank you you're like your outfit looks great too yeah you, know, yeah. Like, you just kind of like just bounce off of it yeah. yeah and the important thing is to i feel like to ask her questions because like what's your name where are you from stuff like that because then that kind of leads into her response yeah, that's how you know what your answer or, or reaction will be yeah and then the and then the laugh really caught us off guard i think oh, the the laugh is so good. i adore it <laughs> i yeah. need to find a sound bite of that so i can play oh, yeah. it but that is i love her laugh scary. so much I think the the thing that really sells it is the mouth movements. Yeah. With it's your eyes audio. Yeah. Me. yeah. Oh, I the love facial it. expression is so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wani was definitely one of the best. So yeah. on on the evening with Guy, Guy basically um, just to kind of give a little backstory. Performs kind of a concert, a really un- intimate concert. Small. She gets up, kind of makes her way around the dinner theater, dances. Um, we had one uh guest dance on uh lieutenant croy it was a it was yes. an actual guest so that <laughs> was that was that? fun that was quite interesting I, yeah. i'm sure she was drunk or something i don't know yeah <laughs> It, yeah, we we had a double take and we we're like nope that isn't planned that is an actual guest yep. yeah, exactly but yeah but, it, was, gets, was it, it gets the other twilight Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was blue. Yeah. It gets it gets wild in the Crown of Krillia dining room yeah. um, and that late dinner seating. <laughs> but no, uh, Mike and Emily, y'all had the captain's table for this first dinner, right? So kind of explain kind of what unique happened there, um, what your interactions were like, and what you thought of that experience. Yeah. So like meeting Gaia and like like uh, we. Ideally, we wanted to be at the captain's table for Gaia. Like, 
was, was a really big priority for us. Um, we like the second we, uh, like they published the galaxy's edge music online. We just constantly listen to that in our house. Like our house is like always star Wars music. And so our, like our five-year-old son, Gaia's song Ula Shuka is his favorite song of all yeah, time. I like and that. so we constantly sing that like at home, like all those songs, really? but especially Gaia's song. So we were like huge fans of that song before it was even announced that Gaia would be on the Halcyon. And so once like it was announced that she would perform, we're like, she's got to play Ula Shuka. And we're like, so excited. <laughs> like, we were just like super excited. And so like, even during the performance, I recorded it specifically like, uh, so that I could show it to my five-year-old son and be like, look, we met Gaia. She's a the real actual performer. Yes. Yeah. And here's her playing your favorite song right here. And That's so awesome. like, that was like one of the highlights of our evening. But um, as far as the captain's table go, I'm, I'm like super interested to know like what was different. So like we got a six course meal. Did you guys get a six course meal? Did you get the bento box? We got the bento box. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think maybe all the food items were the same. Um, no, they didn't get the miso know. shooter. Did you not they, get the miso shooter? different shooters? thing that I saw. Yeah. No, we had a four courses. There was, okay. was I think it they wasn't add a full six course thing the first night. No. I think they oh, add no. one course for the captain's table, if I'm not mistaken, like one special food mm-hmm. item, but I'm not yeah. totally you, sure. You guys got free alcohol drink at the captain's table right uh no i don't think we oh, did okay no. they were they started to pour us some alcohol before we said yes oh they ah, gave a they give a toast they do okay we're like oh we don't know no thank you so they got us like the blue milk fizz some other specialty non-alcoholic drink that was okay yeah, but but, yeah they do they do like a cheers or like a like a toast with the captain yeah, or whatever so they yeah yeah so um, I would say that I, it was like a standard captain, like she was talking, the captain came and she was talking about the history of the ship and just her relationship with the different people around the board, um, uh, guests. And I feel like the second night, cause I don't, I don't, I didn't see her come to your table at all. No, she didn't. She swung by. Like, what's the difference with that? Like, yeah, so we different. can, we can talk, like we yeah, can kind of jump back and now. forth. So <laughs> to give some that. backstory. Mike and Emily had captain's table for the first dinner seating. It was the concert dinner with Gaia, Mitch, Sarah, Maddie, and I were at the captain's table for the second night dinner seating, which was the taste away around the galaxy. So it wasn't a show going on or anything like that. We were watching like that first night captain's table with the captain there, like talking me and Maddie are kind of like, Oh gosh, this is going to be weird. Like, what are we going to talk about? Oh. <laughs> it's just like, we're like going into the second dinner, like, okay, here we go. And then I made sure we had two seats to the right of the captain's seat. And I made sure like Maddie, I was like, oh, you can sit right next you to where the captain right goes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I was like, I you get, the, you get the best experience. Um, but the no, for was. ours, the captain never even made it there. She, she stopped by, never sat down and was like, oh. sorry. Cause that's when and she did talk to me when she did. And then she yeah, left. that's yeah, when no. story-wise the ship was going haywire. She's like, sorry, first order stuff's going on. Like we're running around. I'm it's sorry very to, chaotic to and leave hectic you. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's when obviously night number two just before the finale after dinner like everything is coming to a head so she was like this is getting crazy but lieutenant croy did come and sit the most amount yeah so i feel like 
that if you're if you're planning on doing the captain's table night one you get a lot of time with the captain night two you get lieutenant croy coming and kind of commandeering the seat sitting there kind of antagonizing the guests at the table and then actually having an argument and kind of um an act with the captain kind of going back and forth yeah. jabbing at each other and you're kind of right there in the middle of it bouncing back stuff. and forth and you're like Ooh, and it's very yeah. tense they and you're like very tense. you're eating your dinner and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> and he was just sitting by me for a good while he was yeah, and was thankfully like the type of character he is like it's okay if you like shun him and ignore him <laughs> you know like that's not maddie was maddie was so dead was straight like, into the food the whole time like, I'm just gonna eat. <laughs> no i just it's like all right yeah. though Given that's had, a little jealous of your experience because i i feel like i never got a chance to even talk to lieutenant croy because i don't know the stories that we chose it was i i was hardly able to talk to the captain or lieutenant croy or even yeah a couple of the other characters and i'm like oh i wanted to kind of like yeah banter with him a little bit or something yeah yeah no it, i i definitely think the captain is probably a little bit more accessible throughout the trip than Lieutenant Croy. I kind of feel like I don't. Um, I, think I, I don't opposite. know about that, man. I, I feel like I saw. I think. I feel like I, I saw like Lieutenant, Lieutenant Croy, Croy was just like always. Well, like there was there was such a small group ever. Like there was like no nobody was ever really trying to talk to him. So yeah, I okay. felt like like I felt like every other character you had to like kind of almost wait in line. But I mean, it wasn't really a line, but. Lieutenant I mean, Crow I think like, Wraith please, was someone come chat with me. By far. The First Order has cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. highly recommend joining. There really oh. was. <laughs> it was. It was a great experience. There was not that many people who wanted to be Spoiler alert yet. for the end, what ending Sarah got, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so um, mm. the, I think the hardest part about the captain's table on the first night was there was so much going on. Like we were yeah. chatting with the captain, we're watching Gaia, and then there's like six this six course meal coming in, yeah. and we were just like trying to like what what do we need to be paying attention to because there's too much. Yeah, there was so too much. much. And That's what I thought. Out. The food was so amazing uh, yeah. that first night too. Like, well, we got the scallops. The scallops. scallops were the best thing ever. I don't know if you guys we got did the not yeah, we get didn't the scallops. Get scallops. Okay, so so we, we got a bowl with two scallops in it, and it was like scallops like the size like sushi like, scallops. Yeah, like they were like as big as like a like a regular sushi roll. They were like big scallops, mm-hmm. and then they were dressed with with in like some sort of Japanese style, like maybe like an unagi, a little bit of a spice, sesame seed, something something like that. And we both like ate it, and it was like candy, and we're like Melty. we're like, can we get any more of these? <laughs> Like we were because we only we each got one. And they're like, but there's tons of food anyway. They're like, yeah. They're like, I think we could do that. And so then they come back with four more. And so we each got another two. And we're just like, this is the greatest thing. We're also stuck. Oh yeah, we were full, but it was was just amazing. But that's it. And then we also for the dessert, because it was our 10-year anniversary, we got the regular dessert plate that had like the the purple glob. The, the big purple glob and the mm-hmm. small red glob, but we got an extra chocolate, a uh, piece of chocolate that had etched into it, uh, tabuite. And wow, uh, Cause they just knew that, that for you guys. Yeah, and they they and they, they have like the extra piece of chocolate on it. Nice. And so that was really cool, and 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 that's so awesome. And uh, none of the other people on the captain's table got it, and so we were like, okay, it must have been for our anniversary. Yeah, when, when they gave it to us, they're like, happy anniversary, you know. Nice. And so we got it. 
we got that, which was fun, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, night yeah, one. It was, was so definitely... busy that first that first dinner that I felt like we're just like pouring stuff in our face and trying to track with Gaia and then the yeah. captain comes over and we're still trying to watch Gaia and talk with the captain and keep food coming and going. Yeah. 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 Day that first dinner seating captain's table, Maddie and I talked about it. It's like it was there was a lot going on. And I feel like us There's being at a cons of both. Yeah. I feel like us being yeah. at a regular table, though, and getting the whole guy a performance and then doing captain's table night two. that kind of like because there wasn't a lot to do night two for dinner. I mean, the, sh- the chef would come out and announce the next course. But between then, like a lot to watch there wasn't or, a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there's no entertainment for the rest of the guests. It was really, really fun talking with the captain, though. And she actually, I, I, I won't give out the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, because she spoiled for us uh, a comic that hasn't been released yet. Really? Wow. Well, well I'm not, I, I don't want to spoil it for other people. But so, so. Uh, they can all, man. Her, I'm kind of curious. So we, so we asked her, uh, well, maybe I will. I we'll, we'll give a warning. But she, we, we asked her like, <laughs> Hey, what's something that nobody knows about the house yet? Oh, nice. And so, um, if if you've read or or like, or like looked at any of the Halcyon comics, they've released uh, two so far out of the five, and and basically tells like main events from the Halcyon history. So the first one was in the High Republic era. The second one was uh, before Episode Two. It has Zam Wessel and Ara Singh, and then the third comic, which um, which which wasn't released uh, when we went. Uh, the, it, they only released the cover that had Anakin and Padme yes. uh, and Asajj. And so, Asajj. Yeah. What? So, so, oh my god. So, so that 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 comic hasn't been released and, and wasn't released at the time we were there. And so, okay, so here's your spoiler warning. Skip past if you, if you don't want to hear. But so uh, she said that. Um, in the atrium, the stairs going up that the only the cast can take to get up to the balcony area. If you look about halfway up the stairs, there's two like random sections that are like weirdly shaped that are gold. Huh. And she said that on that staircase, Anakin and Asajj had a fight right there. And while they're battling, their lightsabers gouge into the side of the Halcyon. And then instead of just repairing it, they wanted to have like the history there. So they just filled it with gold and just made it flush gold on the side. Whoa. And so, so like immediately that. after dinner, all of us at the cabin table were like, quick, to the staircase. And we like <laughs> ran over there. Like, there it is. There's the gold. So man, I gotta look back at my pictures now and see if I can That's spot cool. it on there. Yeah. Well, and and, and we would have completely missed it. And, yeah. and like that was one thing that I was kind of upset with is like. I felt like all of the hardcore fans would probably be going on the, on the first voyages as like as soon as possible, mm-hmm. but all of the comics weren't out yet. So I felt a little gypped because I was like, I want to read all those comics before. Just another reason to go again. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe that, they want yeah, you to go again. To get me yeah. To go. yeah. So I mean, there's, uh, there's it, also it the to have her tell me something that, that I was like, I know that's going to happen in the next comic. Yeah. And so like I know I, I already know, which, which was really it was really cool to have that conversation with her and like know that she knows like the story even more than than like we do, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But they definitely went above to, and like, beyond. You would expect the real captain 
to know that these kinds of stories, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've heard. So one of the hosts on the podcast, it works in entertainment at Disney. Um, and I've heard stories of the amount of literature that they have to memorize. Like we're talking like packets oh, yeah. and packets of stuff that they have I to would know. I would not be surprised because they routine. know so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much like information and whenever you're having these interactions, you're just really just scratching the surface of everything and like asking, being prepared with like questions like you had, like what's something that nobody else would know about the Halcyon and stuff like that. Asking those kind of questions unlock that little extra bit where they can kind of go above and beyond and do that Disney magic and be like, well, it's funny you asked. Exactly. I wouldn't have said this if yeah. you didn't ask, but here's this and the, this, this and that. So that's really neat to kind of keep that in mind. If you're going, obviously, it's a big investment to go. Don't be afraid to kind of branch out. And what what are they going to say? No, I don't know well, anything. And especially, especially if they're just like hanging out by themselves. Yeah. Like you yeah. could just go up and just shoot the breeze with them and they will just like, they'll go with you. Yeah. So they're there to talk to you. So and just know like, that she doesn't, it's like obvious. Like, it's like, well, this is why it costs so much money. It's like, you're paying for one-on-one interactions with like all these, like, yeah, such talented actors and performers. So talented. It's like, it, it can't be cheaper because like the, the amount of like one-on-one attention you're getting is just above and beyond anything that Disney's ever done. Yeah. Yeah, for yep. sure. For sure. I agree with that. So, so after dinner, um, a popular meeting spot on the ship was the sublight lounge um, with the Sabak table. Y'all had some, uh, some secondhand games of Sabak going. I think y'all said we were playing the two-year-old version of yes. Sabak. I remember <laughs> <laughs> on the on the hollow table. <laughs> Maddie was like, oh, was Maddie so was like I think he just called me dumb. I'm like, no, no. no. The uh, yeah, the, someone who's never played before. The uh, well, yeah. What what I was referencing there is like for for uh, Coruscant shift, they like. Kind of with the, with the other things, and Coruscant shift is a ton. the version on yeah. the hollow table. Just for yeah. all, everybody listening, like there's different yeah. variations of the game. The Coruscant exactly. shift and, and is the version the they all over the house on is Coruscant shift. Yeah, and they they really simplify the Sabak concept so that like not only can like any age group play, but you can just like get on the table or start a game and just like instantly know how to play. Yeah. Which I think I think is the smart thing to do for them. That way, anybody who's not in the lore can still feel like, "Hey, I'm at the casino. I'm gambling." You know, kind of a yeah. thing. Like anybody can get that kind of a feel. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that it was the correct choice to make. Yeah. And I am always a fan of give me more Star Wars. And so, like, hey, another variant of Sabak, give it, give it to me. I'm fine. But yeah, yeah so like after dinner. Um, I think, oh yeah, Emily and I were like, Hey, our goal that night was we want to go to the casino, go, go to the sublight lounge and we want to play some Sabak and, and see what happens. And so we go there and we dump out our credits and that was as far as we got. We didn't even get to play a game. We didn't even get to play a game like by ourselves. And then instantly Mitch is like, Hey, <sighs> and then like, but then we just got a group together and it was like what like six eight of us yeah and then we just like went to one of the big tables and we played like a couple games mostly we were just chatting because it's so fun yeah yeah 
Yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting. So you know, yeah, th- it was definitely smart that they switched from uh, Carillion Spike to Coruscant Shift, just because I mean, Carillion Spike is a little bit more complicated. But like you know, so to give you my half of the that that first night story, so I'm up in the um, the uh, the star the sublight lounge, and I had with me all of the credits that I bought from this you know small Etsy shop that. I hadn't heard before called hyperspace props. And I was just like, oh man, they make such cool credits. That is so neat. So like, obviously I'm going to the, the house young cruiser. There's going to be other star Wars nerds there. They'll love this. So I bring the credits with me and um, I'm playing Sabak with like one of the, the crew members and a couple other people. And then I see uh, <laughs> a Twi'lek and a Zabrak yeah. just come out of nowhere and they sit down at a table and they dump out just, tons of mandalorian credits i'm like my god those look familiar those are expensive my gosh how could they how could they get them and and then i just you know eavesdropping a little bit and then i hear hyperspace props oh my god these are the guys that owns hyperspace props Uh, so i nerded out a little bit but um he nerded out a lot we have been waiting for almost five years i can vouch so giddy Second night, he told us this exact same story, nerding yeah, out. Like, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, he was like, "Should I go get my credits?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, go get them." So, but yeah, so yeah. Long story short, uh, made acquaintances, and 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 that's really the thing, you know, with this, uh, as you explore the Star Wars universe with other people who are just as nerdy as you are, like. You know, that's that's the best part of this whole thing is meeting people and just having a good time talking, playing and uh, yeah, exploring yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, for I sure. Think that's the biggest key point, at least for us, that we realized is to go ahead and take advantage of trying to talk to people, meet new people like as soon as you arrive. And we definitely didn't do that that first day. Yeah. Day one, we were definitely like, we got to talk to the VIPs. We got to, you know, progress the story. Which I mean, it just kind of depends on your personality, but I think the second that we did actually start talking to people when we met Mitch and Sarah at the captain's table that like progressed everything. And then like that but then we were like this is last night yeah. so then you can have pros yeah. and cons of yeah. doing captain's table first although it sounds like there is a lot going on i think it's really nice that you immediately meet other people and it, like it's encouraged to talk to others yeah um not necessarily meet someone and just do everything with them no. like meet them make their acquaintance and then as yeah. like i said earlier in the episode you're gonna see each other five, 10, 20 yeah, different times in passing. Like you can have those quick follow-up conversations yeah. and then you're going to experience so much more by proxy through them because you might've been going off doing one thing. They might've been doing another, Hey, what did you get up to? And I think everyone wants to be approached whole... as well. Like everyone wants you to come talk. Yeah. To they're all and like, stuff. and that, that, that was one of the, the main purposes of, of why we wanted a backstory yeah. to have we, we wanted to like kind of force that interaction like hey come up to us we'll give you a medal like we'll pay you to come up to us we'll pay you to come up to us and then we can have like this interaction and it's not awkward because like yeah. we you're expecting it friends, you weren't like right? nobody bother us we're here in our star wars world it's like exactly. don't mess this up for Which, us it was like because, yeah, come on because that's one of the downsides of being all in costume and makeup is is people are going 
gawk at you and yeah and 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 be afraid to talk exactly to yeah you're kind of unapproachable in that sense and so it like we just kind of our thought was like let's just bribe people to to come chat with us you know yeah and it worked out really well we had so many conversations with so many people yeah and you'll meet people from all over um obviously you have like the whole planet talk of where you're from where you're from but you'll meet people from all over the country right that Mm -hmm. come just to do this and it's really really cool to kind of just hear everybody's different stories kind of what it means to them to come experience that um how often do they come is it their first time at disney at all and they just came for that like there's a whole group of people that you'll meet and have conversations with that add to the experience in a way that is is better than waiting in line to get 30 seconds talking to you know yeah, wraith I think and so. you know maybe yeah. get a message from it kind of deal uh, that's yeah. where i really appreciate the sublight lounge because that allowed for that kind of interaction a lot easier than yeah like, i feel like if you're in there sitting it's like you are inviting someone to come up and talk to you it's like Absolutely. you can walk in yes. there see someone and be like hey how's it going yes. and that kind of stuff yeah. well one thing that really that's just it. So one thing that really surprised me was that the that the cast had kind of told us that uh and i think i think they kind of told all of us that, that second night that like on all of the cruises it's usually just empty the and subway lounges yeah oh, i don't really? know if you've heard that so yeah, no. some of the pastors were telling us that that like past, midnight, past midnight. like eleven midnight, there's no one there and it's just dead and they just have to like sit there. And I was like, but why would you sleep? You still have like yeah. three hours of Star Wars left. Two three hours. Of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're like, yeah, we gotta catch a flight, but we can be dead tired, and yeah, we have to drive back from Salt Lake to Idaho. Yeah. Like, but who cares? We can live Star Wars for an extra t- two hours and hang out with with other people. I mean, yeah, that so- is that is a big tip to know going in. Like, I'm sorry, Maddie. She's been wanting a really relaxing vacation for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, just know going in. Almost ten years, I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, you're gonna wake up. <laughs> you're gonna wake up at seven, eight a.m. Try to start getting as much Star Wars as you want, and then you'll yeah. stay out. Yeah. Like, you can stay out until three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, yeah. just hanging out at the sublight lounge. And it's really sketchy because there's no windows and it's all just space. It's not time sketchy. does <laughs> fly. It, it really goes by quickly. I you know, you yeah. got to check your phone to see what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, but, when they did yeah. like last call, they're like, hey, last call for getting food. And I'm like, last call's not till one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like one. Holy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we don't stay up late we're not ones to we yeah we go we like to go to bed when our little kids go to bed so it's right we pretend like we can but, but yeah it, yeah it, yeah like, but it's we we just like consciously were like there's no way we're going to bed early and then like we had to get up like at six o'clock so we'd have enough time to do all of our makeup and everything i was so curious about that process like how much time yeah. that took out of about all time yeah day an hour yeah and some of the some of it we could do beforehand so like like the horns for the zabrak they have to be repainted every day oh wow and so so in the evening i would paint it and that way i could stick it on and then do all that kind of stuff wow and then emily had to do like airbrush in the morning and then i had to like airbrush her back of her neck because i mean it all has to everything 
anything you, you're going to be able to see, no matter mm -hmm. what she's wearing, has to be pink. Otherwise, it breaks the illusion. But I wasn't yeah. going to be painted that last morning, so I could stay up late, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if y'all were to do it to do it again to go on another one, would you kind of repeat doing um, looks that take an hour to prep for, or would you yeah. do something? One hundred percent. You would. It was so worth it. Like the amount of like uh, extra interactions we got, or just like, I mean, and that like that's kind of how like Galaxy's Edge bought two was already like even if like if you wore just something simple like you would already get extra interactions and like we just noticed that that we got we we just got extra like perks and people were were more willing to do things with us or for us or, but i mean we're also just cosplayers in general so yeah. it just added yeah. more fun for us yeah but but it also just gets you in character more when you're making like a physical yes. change yeah and not many people like get to experience that walking through galaxy's edge just 100 authentic and just exactly, the looks yeah. that you get from guests oh, that yeah, are in their tank are. tops and oh, shorts yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah there's like old ladies like tapping their grand that are like look there's a freak over there <laughs> <laughs> and you're just living it up that's awesome yeah, we're living the dream like and, and seriously like when i say living the dream i literally mean living the dream yeah like just a blast so much fun Cool. Well, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about you a little bit and that excursion and kind of what that meant. So after dinner, obviously day one, stayed at the sublight lounge late, hung out next morning, breakfast buffet, and then flights, flights in air quotes to Batu in the nifty package truck or yeah, <laughs> box yeah. truck, but box you, can't, truck, yeah. you cannot tell. I don't think it's from a it's a box truck. It's yeah, like, it's a a box truck. truck. yeah, I've seen photos. Oh, wow. of the Yeah. Well, I thought it was a go. bus. It's proof right there. It, yeah. It, it I didn't even tell. think it was a bus. Yeah. I thought it you, was literally kind of a monorail style. You thought it was probably <laughs> like, <laughs> like on a track. Hogwarts like, Express yeah. kind of or oh. something like that in, yes. in Universal. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a it's yeah. a box truck on wheels yeah. with a driver and an engine. He's just like, all right, here we go. It's so good. Yeah. It, they do such a good job. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's they cool. really do. The, the immersion is, is incredible. You. Yeah. wow that now is like hilarious though yeah. <laughs> like yeah. to picture all less people like yeah if you yeah if from the outside i mean it, it, you you can you can go after this look up look up the pictures of people taking pictures and yeah. and when you look at it you're just like i can't believe i was in that it's just yeah. exactly again, that is hilarious yeah. Yeah. you know what no, no. I, I don't I don't want to look it up because it's perfect. That's what that's what I did with my with my spoilers. I, I knew it was yeah, a box see, truck. The fact that you I knew, knew all that, that stuff. Come on. So much of the yeah. experience to it. But so. I thought it was still pretty neat. Like in the attention to detail on it, like you walk Yeah, but from, you're analyzing the entire time. Yeah, but you walk than, from the Halcyon onto the box truck, and the box truck is native to Batu going back and forth and you uh, you immediately get the gritty grimy you know you're not on yeah. that perfect ship you're anymore definitely off the house yeah you're, yeah you're getting... it's now that's I the theme why they took so long to lock that um like what's it we had a we had an ecv in ours on it. so like yeah. i mean they bolted uh... that thing down it was taking forever it was yeah. like yeah, they have to, it they was, just have to anchor it. So yes, it they anchored it a ton. And I was kind of thinking like, if, what's about to happen if this here? this is like on a track or whatever, like she's not. Yeah, what's the point anchor. if it's on a track? Yeah. But I understand yeah. if it's like literally 
a vehicle on a road yeah. sort of thing. That makes more sense. Yeah. 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 So before you go to Batu, you kind of go into the climate simulator to the staging area. I have, this is my negative and the people, the other, um, cats, uh, the other hosts on the podcast always pick on me for finding negative things, but this is legit. There was one thing that I was really looking forward to. I was a huge pin trader, like growing up, going to Disney, I got like the little backpack and everything for like a five-year-old, um, full of pins. And I was waiting for my Batu excursion that. pin. And I was like, this is awesome. And I walk up and it's like, yep, I'm ready. Hold my hand out. And they give you the, the I'm celebrating button pretty much with a sticker on it. And I'm like, no, they're out of the pins. So that was, that was a bummer. I thought, I didn't know if that was special for the first few cruises or if just with supply and demand issues. They were so they, yeah. they have... So Emily and I called them because we were also looking forward to that specific pin. Yeah. And they called me back and said, I don't know if we can get you one. It's possible we can get you one. So they oh, can. Really? Other, pe- yeah. other people who went on our cruise have called and have received yeah. theirs. So oh, really? Call. Yeah. So they, they confirmed my them. shipping address and said, we will pass it to the team that does that. And then if they can do it, they will do it. And so okay. since we've heard of other people getting theirs, then we're hopeful that we'll be able to get ours. Yeah. Sounds like I'm going to be on hold with Disney for a few hours tomorrow. Just email, just <laughs> email them. There's a, Actually, there's yeah. a support line. Just email them and then they'll call you. Yeah, that's oh, really good. Okay. Yeah, and they just called. They're like, this is such and such from the house. And I'm like, oh, I hey. feel like a VIP again. Oh, the house is calling. You need me for another mission? <laughs> for another mission. <laughs> the adventure continues. Yeah, exactly. Like, sign me up. Tell me yeah. when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so you get your pin and the pin for everybody listening is to kind of identify you walking around Batu, so the cast members there at Galaxy's Edge can know that you are on the Galactic Star Cruiser on your excursion to give you kind of that extra level. Um, we've gotten they into they treat you really well. Yeah, so. yeah, we've gotten into Mike and Emily kind of your experiences with the lines forming, with y'all going in your full cosplays, all that kind of stuff um sarah and mitch did y'all get to y'all did did y'all do all three did you do uh the lightsaber the build your own droid and ogus cantina yes we did get all three so so uh tip tip for the listeners so i initially you know was waiting until the two months prior to our voyage which is the the first you know time that you can actually schedule uh anything and you know two months out like midnight log on to the old good old disney experience and uh nope everything's booked up so mm-hmm. the later you know later that day 9 a.m call in and say hey you know i'm trying to schedule um you know uh, excursions for this that and the other and you know everything seems to be booked up and they're like okay hold on one minute and it was probably like maybe 10 minutes and the representative that I was talking to was able to schedule Ogus Cantina, the lightsaber um, building and the droid building all just easy peasy. So if, if you're going to do the house young cruiser, make sure to just talk to whoever your, your representatives is and they will set you up. They have, I don't know, magic powers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they to, have ex- extra slots. Yeah, they, they definitely do have extra inventory for Halcyon, you know, 
cruise members just because you know we're we're paying a good bit of money (laughs) you know for the whole thing um but actually you know to that point i'm curious uh did you guys how long did you guys wait for uh to, to make a reservation for the the cruise itself like did you call like day one whenever it opened we were, and- we were day ones and we originally got it april 30th just around my birthday and then we heard about the captain's table and we just told our travel agent like look it doesn't matter what the day is it's an extra 30 bucks a person just find us a day with the captain's table available that's, and she was that's like, pretty okay. much exactly what we did we, yeah. we got it on on an earlier one and we were like we really want to go on the captain's table and we were like, and if, if it also lands on our anniversary, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so no our did it similar where I think we were originally scheduled earlier and, oh. and then yeah, like a week or a week earlier or something. And then, and then we bumped it so that we could get the captain. But travel like, agent all the way. Like, yeah, he, it, it meant so yeah they he got us Ogus Cantina, no problem. That yeah. made it so easy. Yeah, personally yeah. for us, me and Maddie, and obviously being with the podcast and having friends that still work at the parks and all that kind of stuff, we've grown up. Well, I've grown up. Maddie's been going there with me since we've been together, but we've grown up going there. I still go there a lot. So doing the stuff at Batu wasn't as important. I knew there were like extra, like, parts of it that were special being coming from the Galactic Star Cruiser, but also because I, did some of the spoiler stuff. I kind of like knew it's like, okay, well, yeah, there's that. Is it really worth it? It's like, I can do that a different time. So I really went uh, in saying like, I want to go to Batu, do a couple things and then get back on the ship as quick as possible. And then that, yeah. that that's kind of yeah. the approach I took to it. Just knowing I could do that other stuff. I, we did let our travel agent know. It's like, Hey, if you find an Ogas, that would be cool to kind of go in there and do that. Um, but we've done that before. So it wasn't, yeah. we, do, we only have so many hours. Was fun. on the ship you know yeah in, in that yeah. space so i feel like but that's the one did. downside yeah. yeah yeah for sure it's for true sure. i don't know it even though we you know we can do galaxy's edge at different times i still feel like if you're really trying to role play you know you're 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 on a uh expedition no that's not the word with the uh Excursion. You're only, you're you're on only an excursion. going as a on an excursion from the Galactic Star Cruiser once. Ex- exactly. Yeah, it does so add like, to it. But I also that's, have that that's button. That's the thing. So you got to play it. Just... <laughs> well, that's, that's just it. Do they that. change the buttons? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Can we go back and be like, oh, look at you know, I'm a. I will be Star packing Cruiser my member. button, or if I get that pin, I will be packing that pin on all subsequent Disney trips to see like if it happens yeah. to be an excursion day. I'm like. All right, yeah, we're gonna go to Batu West wearing that and tell me how that works. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So I, for- I, I had a question then: was did, so did, did you have a, a separate uh, or a special different experience going to Savi's and the Droid Builders? So they okay. So um, we went. So whenever we went to Savi's workshop, um, the the main I don't know what you call them the the main lightsaber like guider the main like a Jedi acolyte. He, he called me out specifically. I I was the only one with the Halcyon button on. And I think because of that, I got a special mission afterwards to kind of like go through Savi's workshop and kind of explore a little bit more. 
that led to a very, very interesting experience later on on the Halcyon, which I, I can get into if you guys want. So, um, <clears throat> what's that? I don't know if I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to hear it? Okay. Right. Yeah, we want to go again. We want to go again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He got. Uh, yeah. He, he got a certain finale of that. Yeah. Yeah. That is centered around lightsabers and Jedi and yeah. That kind yep. Of stuff. That's so, that, yeah. That's you got, so you did get a little bit of an because answer. because I I had heard from some people that that they didn't get any kind of like different experience really? with those. Yeah, I feel like you're just a perfect storm of doing Savi's and doing all of your quests the right way of like yeah, you know, lining yeah, that, up that had, that. That, that's probably partly it um, I thought it was awesome going to Smuggler's Run because we, we've been on Smuggler's Run I don't know 20 times or something Yeah, and so we were like okay hey, we, we, know, we know what we're doing obviously and when, when you get to the cockpit. yeah getting ready to get in the cockpit and then you get the specialty message from Hondo, I was just like, wow, that's awesome. He's like, yeah. oh, Halcyon guest, like, better yeah. go get that Coaxium for your ship. And <laughs> yeah. like, wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, we, we were blown away. And of course, like the people who are in the cockpit with us, they have no idea what the heck's going on. And they don't realize that they're like in in on our mission, you know? Did y'all get pilot? Yeah, we were both pilots, which was made of. You always got to just, you're like, you stay back. It's like, we're going to wait on the next one. Just give us pilot, please. (laughs) I feel like you have to. Well, I mean, during COVID, you could just choose whatever. You could just go zero pilot. And so we just played all of the parts so many times. Yeah. Because during COVID, during COVID, there was no lines. And so we would just hit it over and over and over again. Yeah. And just do every variation we could. So have you ever unlocked, this is sidetrack, have you ever unlocked Chewy mode? No. We we have wait we haven't been able to like go with a full, a full group that like knows what they're doing. We've done it. We did it with the podcast group once. We had six people, and we one of us like not one of us. We all messed up. Like we we knew what we needed to do. Yeah, we yeah. sat down yeah, and we all hit the buttons. What you have to do. And then the cast members like, uh, you have to put your seatbelt on if you want that to happen. We're like, oh no! So we all <laughs> it was too late. But she was like, I know what you're trying to do, but you missed a step. And we were like, dang it! Yeah. But wait, anyway. what's? I'm sorry. I'm ignorant here. What's Chewy mode? Is it like uh, when he's? Is it just him piloting this? Like he's well, talking so to you. Instead of, Chewy, yeah, 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 instead, instead of Hondo talking to you, it's Chewbacca who's talking to you. Yeah, that's amazing. How do you trigger yeah. that? You have, you have to, to have six people and do push buttons in a particular sequence. Yeah, yeah. Like you basically have to <gasps> sit down, put your seatbelt on, push all the lit up buttons at your station before the cast member gets back and hits the button for the seatbelt check. If you do that, then that unlocks it. So, oh man. But you gotta have six people that are in on it. Yeah, yeah, and that's all. That's tough to have <laughs> a group that. like that. Yeah, it's uh, so. Whenever we we did our um, you know coaxium run or whatever, uh, <laughs> I I was so excited. I you know, sat down, completely forgot about the seatbelt. The um, the attendant comes up and you know he kind of leans like on the the dashboard of the the Falcon, and he's looking at me and he's like, ah, Halcyon member, yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's all right. <laughs> And he's like, I've been getting that all day, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's like, look, I know you're special, but uh, I'm not putting your seatbelt on for you. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God. We're like, oh my God, do people think that we like want? (laughs) You just sit in your chair. You sit in your chair with your arms up. I feel like an important thing. 
I totally felt like that, especially when, when you come out of the of the shuttle to Batu and you've got your own like private area. And it was funny, yeah. like we when we came out, there were some people trying to get in and they were like talking to the cast member and they're like, What ride is this for? And they're yeah. like, uh sorry, this is exclusive to Halcyon guests aboard the Star Cruiser. <laughs> sorry. And I was just like, wow you do feel special for as, sure when you go in yeah. there as y'all just walk through the middle of their conversation like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what we did we're just like oh and they're like they're like oh have a great excursion house and we're like oh, yeah yeah of course <laughs> yeah it was it was very neat sarah yeah. what, did, what did you have you heard you were about to say something no, i was gonna say i i did not realize that when you go on the star cruiser you get fast passes oh, to yeah. the two oh, rides oh, yeah. And I never would have waited two hours to go oh, on the Rise of the Resistance. And I feel like I'm glad that I went on it. When you do the Star Cruiser, you get to go to the Fast Pass line. Yeah. So that is a big yeah. perk. That yeah. is that is a huge perk and a huge time saver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it went pretty quick. And that's something where I used to work attractions at Magic Kingdom and fast passes are like no, now they're really no joke because you actually pay money for them so there's that whole level to it now um you're not kind of just like giving them out here or there but to have that pressure on excursion days to keep the fast pass line down because sometimes those fast pass lines will get backed up and it'll be a 20 minute wait for a fast pass but i'm sure they're harped on pretty heavily like on an excursion day when there's galactic star cruiser people around you need to keep that thing empty because those people need yeah. to get we in and out instantly on like yeah yeah rise of resistance like we went straight and then we were right yeah there was nobody at merge in front of us like you're you're straight in when usually say like in magic kingdom or something like that you go in and you know you're 12 20 people back and it kind of goes up but you still jump the line but yeah that's that's a big deal to miss those lines for sure um it's kind of crazy because like ours ours was uh at least 45 minutes outside the uh the ride and then once we got inside, I don't know. I think there was like some kind of technical difficulty. With the fast we pass waited. Pass. Yeah. So like with the fast pass, oh, wow. we waited 45 and then Dang. maybe even an hour. I don't think 45. I think we just weren't. We No way. Well, 45, 45 till you got on through the interrogation room or 45? No, 45 got- until we got onto the drop ship to take us off. Okay. Okay. Then after that, um, you know, we obviously got captured. We went through uh the main big uh i don't know like loading area yeah. on on the on the uh first order ship with all the stormtroopers and everything then in the secondary waiting area where there's like that secondary line after yeah. the big um theater area or whatever it is we waited for god probably another half hour really uh, i don't know if the ride was just like broken they down have, or they something they have some problems on that on that ride yeah, yeah. Um, we, we got in right before they had technical problems but even when we went i mean i think we've gone like five times and this was like the most broken that the ride had been that we'd ever seen it like was all of the animatronics all of the moving stuff was just like not doing anything they so, were they so were that, in b mode on our excursion day with the yeah, Kylo Ren animatronic because yeah. they have a mode where it's his animatronic there and the ship yep. gets blown out and do that. And then they have your B mode where they turn you towards the windows and he's in his ship outside. But even so. things like the probe droid going up and down, like that wasn't yeah. working. And with the turrets, the turrets usually move and they weren't moving. Yeah, the turrets haven't moved for a long time. Like 
the first time we rode that, I have a whole story that I've already talked about on the podcast of it took us, it took us four different tries over two days to ride rise of the resistance. It kept breaking down to the wow. point where they and gave us a park really ticket. Lucky. Say again. We've gotten really lucky. We've, we've done like five times something like that. Yeah. And we've, yeah. we've had like not really any issues. Like we have seen the B side, I think twice out of the five times. Yeah. But every, every other time it's been perfect, which. which yeah. Is no, they literally gave us, we it broke down and we got in at the end of the night and they gave us a park ticket to come back the next day and oh. they're like oh, no you guys like so nice. but they That's give nice. they do that for everybody in line so that actually happened in january when we went again and tried ratatouille um it broke down and we usually to on those long rides we get in a minute before park close because then you wait 15 minutes yeah but if it breaks down they give you on those those high profile rides they'll give you a one day Park, single park ticket to come oh, back yeah. the next day to just to ride it and then you can just stay in the park the whole day so you're <laughs> yeah. in after that which is really neat um but there's that so yeah so that is that's a lot of the stuff in batu you get your fast passes you have those unique experiences um and then you head back to the ship kind of on your own you get to choose kind of when you want to go they have it scheduled for you but there's transports running all day um we never really had to wait in line for a transport at all did y'all have a pretty easy time going to and from never had to wait never wait i mean i i went back to the halcyon for a minute after we we we, we went to dock ondars and picked up a few souvenirs because the new cal kestis lightsaber was out yeah. and i had to get some of those and i was back around the whole day so so I, I i went to the halcyon back real quick and then went straight back to Batu, yeah. and that that was really quick just to do by that. the time we got to dock Ondor, there was a massive line for the legacy savers like mm-hmm. huge huge line so it's like oh, uh there's here's a tip if you want to see them and hold them there's a line. then you have to stand in line if you just want to buy and know what you want to buy you you just you just, you just go straight in yeah that's a good tip yeah <laughs> and so like i knew i wanted to buy the cal Kestis. Uh, but em- I, I asked Emily, like, do you want to see anything? And, and, and we kind of decided, yeah, we'll wait in the line. It, it, it wasn't very long at all when we were there. I think it was maybe 20 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes. And, we, and I was chatting with a friend cast member. Yeah, we, too, yeah, we, so we, were, we were chatting with a friend who was working at Doc Ondar's at the time anyway. So it, it, it was good for us just to wait in line. And so, yeah. But yeah, if you, if you just want to buy, you can just go you can cut the line, which is nice. So cool. So, um, finishing but two heading back to the ship kind of concluding day two we kind of already talked about dinner so we won't go over that um we were at the captain's table again it was the taste around the galaxy the famous blue shrimp was there which tasted so just like shrimp i feel like and it, was, it was good it was good I think the mustafarian cheeses were the probably mustafarian. the best part oh, so i was good. so confused with okay, those cheeses wait remember that oh, it was air cheese it was gray cheese yeah. Oh yes, yeah. you remember that tomato? Yeah, they had that tomato shooter. Did y'all get that? Oh no. yeah, the gazpacho. Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. I just know that it shocked like the whole table because that's not what anyone mm-hmm. was expecting because they yeah. called it like their red fruit something. And it was tomato. Yeah. But I was horrible. expecting like sweet, cool. like yeah. strawberry or watermelony. And okay, yeah. So yeah, day one we got the miso shooter, which was like a miso soup with like a fried tofu on top. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Our, was, yeah, ours was basically just spacho. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, that was a great experience sitting at the captain's table. Yeah. That's where Maddie and I met Mitch and Sarah. We kind of were able to bond over that. And that's kind of when 
I feel like Maddie and I's experience took a turn to where, okay, now we're starting to talk to some people, you know, obviously the last night we're there, but it's okay. It just goes by so fast. Like it does. It really does. You you like get oriented and then day two, you're like, okay, let's play. And then you're like, oh, never mind. I got to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I would say our experience turned though, when we like, we got more immersed with characters when we were sitting with Sandro in the lounge. Yeah. Can talk about that because that was we can amazing. talk about that, but oh, wait, is this the uh songwriting? The songwriting, yes, thing? when I wrote his song Maddie can, that he performed, yeah, Maddie can talk about it. Go ahead, yes, okay. So, <laughs> this is the this biggest, is favorite part, this, yeah. Besides the food and drinks, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. So, basically, we it was kind of a time of the day where we weren't sure what to do. We had kind of finished any missions that had been set out for us. It was day one. We, it was day two okay. it like during the day it was before dinner and everything. day two before dinner so like we this were back from the two and we were just sitting in the sublight lounge and um i had noticed that around us there were quite a few character interactions going on like they were just socializing everywhere um but we just sat down and we were sitting we got some of those appetizers and i noticed sandro one of the characters for anyone who doesn't know he appears in the performance with Gaia the night before he's he an plays, aspiring what musician like a banjo yeah he's a Taruga or yeah. whatever okay. is it the species okay. whatever whatever yeah. Ahsoka yeah. is species yeah. Yeah. he's kind of like you know just what, do you, what would you call that and as, an aspiring musician yeah. like he's trying to get but in with Gaia enough, but he hasn't he's got another guest okay he's oh, a I guest see. on okay. the Halcyon Okay, okay. Nice. That so, makes sense. Like his story was, he sold everything he owned to get onto the Halcyon so that he could see Gaia. And so, <laughs> wow. unlike all of the other VIPs, like he's a guest with us. I so see. He's also, okay. doing the same things we're doing. In nice. Yeah. Nice. So I noticed him walk in with a group of actual guests, and um, they were kind of loud. And they sat down, and I could tell that Sandra was asking them, like they were talking about this whole theory of like something to make a song about never giving up. Like, you know, I think the overarching theme with the whole cruise is that, you know, when you work with the Saja or um, that like, we're all in this together, right? Like that's something that's talked about, I feel like in a lot of the storylines. So he was trying to write a song with these people about that. And they, I could tell that they weren't really like going along with him for real. They were kind of like making fun of it and saying like, you know, like don't stop believing, you know, like they were trying to get him to sing a song of ours, like back on earth, but and break his storyline, you know? And I know he knew what they were trying to do and was not getting what he needed to get out of them. Um, So anyways, their whole thing kind of broke at one point and they left. Um, and then he just like sits at our table all of a sudden, like took me totally off guard, but we're like, hi, okay. At first felt really awkward, but then I don't even know how he instigated. Like, he, he was just he, like, oh, so like, I've been so, working on this song hey, and I was, help me write this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Cause it's kind of a secret dream of mine to like songwrite and perform. Oh, but that's, I'm not awesome. a singer. that's so awesome. I'm not really a singer. I really enjoy singing, but it's like, bucket list dream to like do a little performance or write a song um so anyways we come up with this song and it's actually it's a little cheesy but it's really good and we're singing along come to find out later when we meet mitch and sarah that 
he like we put two and two together and he's like I was sitting right behind y'all when y'all were doing that and he has like a little video blurb of Sandra working with oh, us oh that's so fun we have the video yeah it was of talking um, it was it was kind of wild yeah and Hunter Sorry. well when he realized at what was one point when I realized to record it. I just hit the audit like the voice memos on my phone and turned it over mm-hmm. and I was like I'm just gonna record this entire it was so thing cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause we were truly creating and he wasn't, we weren't just like writing the song. He had his instrument. So he would start, we'd start to play and sing it to the melody that he obviously already had pre-planned out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he mentioned, Oh, and Wani joins us at one point, And that's when we learned that they With have some little, sort of like, like little love connection going on. Yeah. They got this connection going on. That's yes. Kinda... And then he's like, we're going to go off and finish this song. And I could, we I also figured out it. at that point that he's trying to get, like on Wani's good side so he can like be with her and stuff. So they're going to go write this love song together and stuff. It was really cute. Um, but then it happened so it they leave. after the finale. Like we didn't think anything of it. We have dinner. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, normal. And then after the finale, he comes up to us. He remembers us. And he's well, he like, shouted you out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, um well before even before the before the treats and sweets or whatever performance mm-hmm. deal it was after the finale and he, we like said bye to him and stuff yeah. and we we did a deal where we walked to each um yeah. vip and took like a picture with them just yeah. so we had it and then he was like oh come and downstairs like, we're, we're performing our song later yeah like at this thing and i was like no way and he's like yeah and i was like the one that we wrote and i was truly like so into it <laughs> thinking like this is very special um <laughs> And it was, but then, so we go to the performance where they're like early, but he's like, make sure you get a seat in the front and all the stuff. And we're sitting there like 20 minutes before it starts. Like, all right, here we go. Not 20, not 20, like five minutes. But I kept an eye on them out in the kind of like, you know, the atrium because everyone's kind of doing their goodbyes and going up to the characters and stuff. So I was like, we got to watch and see when they disappear because I don't want to miss this. But anyways, we get down there and he really does perform this song. Now, I learned after, like, it clearly was a pre-created song, like, but the lines that I wrote with him were for sure in it. And they, you know, but it kind of just complimented the rest of what they already had. Yeah. So the way that he did it was he was like, when he announced everyone's like, we're going to be performing our new hit single, One Galaxy or or whatever the, the song name was, you know, like the basis the structure of the song is probably there and it's probably repetitive yeah, sure. but, he has to rehearse it, obviously yeah yeah but the verses were completely like exactly to the t what yeah. we wow. make and they with blended it. with the rest I of the song no so well. about that. yeah yeah so that was kind of like and i guess so then i realized like he was he was giving us his pointers and ideas as we were sitting together and so now i put it together that he was he was guiding it loosely cultivate it yeah, yeah. But um, it was like just such a cool experience. And that's the point whenever he shouted us out, like by name yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I I was like, I was ready. I thought maybe he might pull me up there. To <laughs> I was Get me on stage. I was like, anything can happen. It's the Halcyon. You never know. So, yeah. But no, yeah. it was very cool. That definitely made the whole trip. Oh, for yeah, me, that's so, that's yeah. So that was just yeah. one of those. Actually, I, was, I was just going to say that was. I would say that was my real magic moment, I think, like on on uh, the cruise itself, you know, because like yeah, you, you how you said it, it was it was exactly right. Like there's nothing really going on. Like Sarah was in the shower and I was just like, oh, well, I guess I'll get a drink. And so I walk up, walk into the, the Starlight Lounge and, you know, there's there's this guy 
playing his weird banjo guitar hybrid, Star writing Wars a banjo. song. What's that? <laughs> Star Wars banjo. Star, Star, Star Wars yeah, banjo. the Star Wars banjo. Um, name. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and they're like, I was like, my God, like the the level that they're going to to just create this world and immerse everyone that they can in it. It was just, it was something else. So slowly yeah. making my way around and, and behind into a booth like behind you guys so that I could kind That's of so be did you get a bit you like, got closer I did so like I was nice. at the bar and I was He's like, like me in. I was like <laughs> <laughs> no no you not did it well because I didn't notice yeah, we were being watched uh, I just oh. I, I wanted to hear what music was you know because like you could yeah. hear like the melodies and stuff but you couldn't hear the words far away so I I wanted to hear what they you know was being said and obviously I just recorded him. I didn't record you guys because I didn't know who you were at the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right. um but yeah, no, it was just yeah, that was that was probably like the best thing, just because it it took the immersion from like, I don't know, one level just just to you know, sublime. No, yeah. it definitely did. At first, I really thought he was like riffing, like just how about this idea and like started playing and I was like, wow, this guy is so talented, which I think is a part of it. I think he is talented, but oh, yeah, he's definitely. Talented. I know now that like he had the music written already. So like, it makes a little bit more sense why he could just so easily pull that out and start singing to that. But tune. he improvised but quite a he bit. He totally too. did some improv and I will like for that, I don't know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. That was a, it was a long interaction. It really like, was a very long a interaction. Long. And I can genuinely say like, I, totally forgot about like the whole experience or pretending any of it like it felt you were in real life star wars real yeah, yeah it was very cool yeah um so i think that if anything like for people that are going on next maybe you won't have that interaction but well, to really, just allow there's... yourself to like immerse in it completely because it like takes it to the next level well that's one interaction but there's people all over that had interactions like that with yeah. different characters and it's just about being patient and just kind of just taking it as it comes and not feeling like you have to force anything and just kind yeah, of knowing you, it's like you can just accidentally have yeah. those yeah i know that yeah. We, we like we were in the engineering room like uh up to something shady probably we were like trying to smuggle something <laughs> and all of a sudden like chewbacca comes up behind us and yeah. we're just like what the heck and we just like had this whole interaction with chewbacca and we're like this is like we weren't members of the resistance. Like that wasn't like our storyline. And then just instantly we're like, I guess we're members of the resistance and we're going to go help Chewbacca. Like yeah. do whatever, anything he asks, we will do it. You know, like, yeah. And it, yeah. It just like, whenever like, you're just not even expecting things. We like come around a corner and then just like Ray's just like hanging out there. And we're like, Oh my gosh, it's Ray right here. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just, you're just like, you you just walk around and you're just going to stumble upon like these just so yeah, there's opportunity to be involved if you're like open to it and you yeah. stay out and about in the areas for sure yeah and then one of the i guess other things about it is you do stumble across them but and a lot of times you stumble across them but they're surrounded by oh 10 gosh. children that are following them around and you're yeah, like especially the resistance line Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like, I want to, I want to say hi, but like, I also, these kids look like they're having a good time and exactly. I'm just going to let them do their that, thing. That's kind of why we steered clear of like Sammy. Cause it's like, Sammy's always oh, yeah. Sammy's by kids. popular with all. So like, I, yeah, I was like, we're not even going to like, we had a couple interactions with him when like 
uh, when he had like popped out of secretive areas and was like yeah. getting ready to start something, that's when we kind of like chatted with him. Yeah. Or just, just happened. Yeah. Though. Just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But yeah. I think yeah. a best the best time to get like those interactions is on the excursion day, like as you get back from Batu oh, yeah, while other sense. people are yeah. still out because there's less people there. It's a little less crowded. And I think and that's, that's why that's that happened when it happened with us. Yeah. Yeah. But like day one, first couple hours, like it's going to be complete chaos. So yeah. meet yeah. people day one, meet other guests, and then those interactions will come later as you go. Um, but yeah, this has been this has been a long episode. So we yeah. will wrap it up with your the finales we won't we won't spoil any of the finales we'll say that we'll say what finale you got what path you took kind of what was your overall thoughts on it kind of go spoiler free if you want um if you did it again what would you want to try next time so we'll start me and maddie and i think uh mike and emily y'all too got the resistance path ending in the engineering room um is that the one y'all got right yeah so we did we did like we did two like we did two. Uh, yeah we did two uh endings we, so we did we, we got resistance in the engineering room we did uh-huh. that one and that one was that one was stressful because we got shit. assigned one of the engineering mini games that we, we had no idea yeah yeah and so we were just like we're gonna blow up the ship we can't do anything <laughs> But yeah. yeah, but it turned out really good. We we actually finally got it down, and we felt like by the end we had like made like spiritual connections with the machinery and with the other people we were working with. Because we're yeah. like, I felt the way, but yeah, I felt the same way. Well, go, and we're like, yeah, yeah. It, I got, got the little game thing, piece but, yeah. that I struggled with in some of my missions for like oh, a whole thing. day before yeah. because one of the things was like broken, I think. And so by the time we got in there to do that, and I guess they had fixed it, I was like, oh, I know exactly how to do this thing. Yeah. And they kind of split everybody up, forced um, y'all in teams. And like, yeah. they like forced that interaction of, hey, yeah, they do. y'all y'all probably haven't talked to each other before, but you right. got to figure this out together and you got about two yeah. minutes to do it. So yeah. that was, that was fun for sure. Um, but what was, what was the second one that y'all had? Mike and and we had the smuggler stuff. So we had, okay. We the best part about it was, distracting the stormtroopers so that we could like, okay. smuggle something out and michael's like let's go get hollows of the oh yeah 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 so so them. so reef reef was like reef was like we we need to distract the stormtroopers and i'm like and emily and i have talked several times like, like we really want to get pictures with the stormtroopers and so i was like hey Let's just go get pictures with them, and we'll and that'll be the we distraction. Swarm them, and because yeah. we and so basically, a whole bunch of so basically, yeah, games. basically, we just started going up to people and be like, "Hey, do you want pictures with the stormtroopers? Come over here and get pictures with them." And everybody wanted pictures with them, and so That's like cool. it worked out really well. It was really kind cool. of like made your own branch, and they're probably like, "Dang, these guys are good." <laughs> yeah, and so like we got really good pictures with them, and a ton of people also got really good pictures with them, nice. and then we also like played a really big part in the story, which was really fun as well. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Sarah and Mitch, what'd, what'd y'all end up with? Uh, so I feel like... Spoiler free. You know, other than, well, that that's just it. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll cover my uh, <sighs> There are people on this call right now that don't want to hear the experience that I had. It's had a secret ending. I had a, I had a very interesting uh, experience in the lightsaber training room um 
involving some ancient artifacts and some uh, very that, 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 that just makes me want to let's go again let's yep, see that yep. holocron that, that's exactly it so so yeah, yeah so uh, some experiences in the Jedi training room with some ancient artifacts and yes. some very powerful force users uh, and I'm, I'm just you know I could go into very good detail it's, because there's there's a lot lot that happened and I was I feel like it's the one where not a lot of people get like that is the rarest um, this is kind of so finale. this is the one yeah. that happened because of Sabi's workshop yeah yeah and oh, cool yeah so so this was the end end uh, of that whole storyline yeah um and I mean I, I could go into detail if you guys want but I, I know yeah, I, I, I want to do that one now. I'm like, I gotta do it. It's so much fun. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll keep the mystery for right now. But I feel like I feel like already it is. Said, this is a like the perfect teaser track yeah. for anyone who's like on the fence going and if and get get Savi's workshop and then find out for yourself. But I mean, it is if you're listening and you want to know, it's on YouTube again. Yeah, I, they're all on YouTube. I looked at it. I did the spoiler thing. I shouldn't have. Hey. I looked at it. Um, but yeah, it's on there. If you really want to know all the details, but it is pretty cool. And it's, it seems to be one of the endings where there's only a handful of people there at a time, like on the yeah, engineering. No, no, I, just... Yeah, it was, it was me, uh, another adult, and then his three kids. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Cool. And, it's and very like I got, private. I uh, got yes, and and I got special attention from the main character that was doing the 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 show uh, because I found the specific item that they were looking for. So it was nice. a very very intense experience. Um, yeah, it was just it was awesome. And you just, uh, and you just told it. Sarah. You just told Sarah. It's like sorry, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. So have fun with like, your I first order plans. ending. So she has to go down to the first order in the uh, the engine room, and I was like, I, I guess I gotta go see Gaia in the lightsaber training room for a Gaia appreciation session. And <laughs> appreciation yeah. session. Oh my that's god! So yeah, funny. I know. I was. It was a. It was a very interesting wording, but that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so Sarah, what did so yeah. what did you end up with? We, I ended up in the engine room, also in the brick. Like at some point, there was like okay. a very big. So, I, so I was with the first order. There ended up being like a first order weird like mission thing where we. I wish I knew the characters better. Like we talked to the person Croy. that is above Lieutenant Croy. Oh, like oh. Lieutenant Croy was there, yeah, and like he was, is, he had to answer. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he had to answer to his higher ups being like, yeah, this is happening. Like we're going to need to, you know, resolve this doing X, Y, and Z. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think the most fun is I think, you know, the end, the grand finale ended as somebody might guess. I won't give any, any spoilers, but the first order, you know, our fate was what everybody wanted. And I think the (laughs) funniest part was there were a few kids that were involved with the first order the whole time. And Lieutenant Croyd at the end just, Calls him out, being like, a "Thank you like, so much, Sarah, yeah. for your loyalty." Yeah. The yeah, the baby girl, or the, the young toddler girl, oh, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. sweet, sweet girl. Uh, thank you, yeah. Chloe. Sweet, Chloe. sweet Chloe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the kids, the kids were just ashamed. Like they would get called out and looked <laughs> down, and they were so ashamed of themselves. 
but yeah. no, but they, so how could I have been deceived? This, yeah, there was like this this twelve year old kid, like a a young young boy who is every day officer. dressed up in the um, oh, yes. the first order oh, yeah. outfit, and like he had he had the body language down, like straight back, shoulders back, like arms behind, yeah, and like he would just walked around with his with his uh, iPad, like just disapprovingly examining everyone and just like making little notes on his on his ipad and stuff uh he so that kid he's got a story about i noticed him. him yeah so our bridge training um was like the very last bridge training before before like before the finale yeah and so uh we were trying our as part of our bridge training we were trying to stop a first order blockade and like break free okay and he was on our bridge training and so, so the captain came in and was like, hey, we all need to work together so that we can save the ship. And he was just like, I am not. Well, she specifically was like, oh, yeah. She's like, can I count on you? And he's like, no, you cannot. I will not be a part of this. And he walks out of the bridge train. Oh, my and God. And we're all just like, oh, my oh gosh. She totally just and, she, and she said, thank That's you for commitment. Yeah. And he just left. He left like. Like halfway through the bridge train and just like walk that and we're just like, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Wow. The first order was so committed. The one of my favorite characters aside from Qui-Gon Jin was Grandma Sith. There was an older woman. Oh, yeah, you who guys literally had a Sith? name tag, like Grandma Sith. And Lieutenant Croy, like this older woman, would come into every event and he'd be like, Grandma Sith, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> like Grandma Sith was like. I probably would have really enjoyed First Order because Croy's character really did crack me up. Yeah. He was was such a good improv actor. Yeah. Yeah. And at our at our captain's table, we had the guy who was dressed up as Qui-Gon get into like a a pretty like serious altercation with him. I felt like yeah. it was getting tense. Very tense. He was like, "No, I don't think you're like." It's like I think you're a worthless person. They're I just mean, like they throwing stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shoot!" Well, well, yeah, because because Lieutenant Crow is making all those xenophobic comments, and yeah. things got very you know, real. Like they, things took like a real turn, and then I was like, well, now <laughs> to be a part of the first order." Yeah. <laughs> Got tense. It got tense. Yeah. So awesome. Seriously, what xenophobic comments did he make? I'm really curious now. I don't even remember. I wish oh, he was like so. So he, he was, was talking to the cool. captain. So he was talking to the captain, and he was just like, "Ah, oh, yes, you know, oh, captain, you were doing such a fantastic job, except especially oh, we were for right. one yeah, yeah. of like, your condition." Exactly. He said, okay. Yeah. And then, and then she was just like, "Of my condition? What do you mean?" And she, and then he was just like. Oh, one of your, and he like waves his hand, and I think he said species, but I can't recall quite yeah. correctly. Yeah. I, I made a comment like, you. "Oh, he's speciesist." Species, yeah. 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 Well, no, but that's that's what xenophobia is, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it got it got tense at the captain's table that night for sure. For I think sure. it was a good thing that we weren't at the oh, captain's I want, table. I wanted to talk to him because I wanted to see what he would say to a tree that's just yeah. Uh, right. I was. Oh, yeah. Would have more xenophobic comments to make to us or something. Yeah, oh, that would have been so cool. Cause yeah, yeah, freaking Zavrak and Twilight. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, that'd been awesome. Y'all could have squared off against them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with the blast. Yeah. 
Well, good deal. But yeah, then, so the night kind of made its way into the finale. Um, and yeah, a lot happened. You can find it on YouTube. We won't spoil the big ending. We've already kind of given a bunch of little tidbits here and there, but you got to kind of save that big stuff to experience for yeah. yourself. Um, Emily and I almost died. Huh? We thought we were going to die. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. The came crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So it was good. Um, we ended our experience going to bed that night to a um, story from we didn't even talk about the robot in the room. Oh, yeah. Um, it talks to you. What was her name? D309. Yeah. So we chose we chose a bedtime story, I think. Did you instead choose of lullaby? Lullaby. So we did, did we choose a bedtime story. Night. Yeah. So and bedtime story. Say and again. It's like a really bad song, but it's hilarious because she's like making it up as she goes. Oh, the lullaby? The lullaby, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We interacted with her as much as we could, like. Yeah, yeah. To make sure we we wanted to experience all of the D309 stuff, so. Yeah, basically in your room, you have a panel and if that red light is blinking, you push a button and that kind of activates D309 to kind of go through her spiel. And if it's blinking, she has something to say. Um, and it's funny because when you check in on check-in day, she gets really in detail about how there is not a camera on that screen. And they're yeah. like, this is only audio. I cannot see you. And it's like, they're, you know, they're trying to make sure nobody's freaked out. Yeah, yeah, being exactly. Like but yeah, no, we chose, we chose the bedtime story and she goes into basically a retelling of A New Hope. But as R2 being the main hero of the story, like it's like a droids version of A New Hope. It was pretty funny. It was really long. Yeah. It was yeah. really long. Yeah, we just ended up like, sorry, D3. I know she even says, well, she even says like, if any point you're just done, just turn me off. I won't be offended. offended. And we're like, we got to go to bed, D3. Yeah. Like, we are, we've already heard this story before. I think Maddie was asleep. I had laid down and I was totally tuning it out. But that I was, was like, like yeah. I'm going to listen to every bit of this and see like if something happens at the very end. Nothing really happens. She just finished her story and it's like, all right, bye. I thought, but. Okay, I don't feel bad that I missed anything. Yeah, yet. nothing nothing really happens. But yeah, it's basically R2 is the hero and destroys the Death Star is what <laughs> I think she said. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that that is I mean, we covered pretty much the entire experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's still a ton of stuff. If I had to yeah, do it again, I would take one of my, I have like a zoom audio recorder. That's like a professional one. I would have clipped that onto like a backpack and just had that running the whole time. Cause you never know like what kind of interaction you're going to get and to like go back and hear those interactions would be really cool. Um, but yeah. So as we end it, I guess what, we'll kind of end it like this. We'll say what was y'all's favorite moment. If you haven't said one already, like Maddie, we went over kind of making the song. Know my favorite. Um, that was also mine too. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty neat, but between um, Mike, Emily, Sarah, Mitch, kind of what was y'all's favorite moment of the experience? Um, what is, and what is something that you might've missed out on that you regret from the experience? And we'll kind of end it on those two notes kind of, what was your favorite and what is kind of going to ask, is it worth it? And then we'll maybe ask if it's worth it, but that's not a yes or no question. I think Well, that can go, we'll, we'll get into that at the very, yeah. After this for sure. But yeah. What what was your, what would y'all say was your favorite moment or something that you missed out on that you really would like to, to do again or to try. So, you know, again, uh, my, one of my favorite moments was <laughs> as weird as it sounds kind of, you know, watching you guys write a song, you know, that was, it was just such a, 
immersive experience and I love that it happened. Um, My other favorite moment was my time spent in the, the second time spent in the uh, lightsaber training room, which yeah, just super cool experience, especially, especially with it being such a personalized experience. I think that was, you know, just so awesome. Uh, what do I, so here's the thing, because I isolated myself so much from all of the stories and spoilers and and everything, I don't know what I missed out on. Right. So like, I know, I know there's like 128 separate storylines that you can do while there, but I don't know what they are. And yeah, I know. Right. Uh, and I, and because I don't know what they are, you know, obviously I want to go back and do them. Like there's, there's definitely a whole lot of fear of missing out, but I, I would encourage listeners to go into it with, you know, just an open mind and to not have that fear of missing out, just relax, let your inner child come out and just, I don't know, play. Yeah. Have a good time. Have fun. For sure. Yeah, I think my favorite part, I did not expect the kind of games, like, you know, like the brick training. I did not expect them to actually be very fun for people who did not know a lot about Star Wars. I thought they were very interactive. They were a really good time. And the food was amazing. Oh, yeah. The one thing we did miss out on, I think, is we did not go back to the Star Cruiser on the excursion day for lunch. So I, I heard that the lunch was really good. Yeah, we stayed, but, yeah, we, we, you know we stayed on Batu. You do get a lunch on, I, I think anywhere in Hollywood Studios, you can take your lunch wherever we yeah. took it in Batu. Yeah, I mean, that was to, to stay in line with the story, right? Because we're on Batu, you know, you go to Docking Bay 7 or whatever and get some food because like that's what travelers would do, right? But uh, to that point, whenever you go to get your free lunch, you can order anything on the menu, most expensive item, you know, whatever you want. Uh, And you can get an alcoholic drink. Yeah. Yes. So complimentary. Really? We didn't know that was a joy. Yep. Yeah. Nice little bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Except for you. I mean, we did get lunch there, but we didn't know that. Anything is marked as like a kid's meal though. Yeah. That's what Emily wanted. I wanted a kid's meal and they said, sorry, you have to pay for that. So Emily paid for her like, because she wanted the the pollution. It was a veggie tray. Yeah, she wanted a veggie tray. Okay, yeah. And they're like, well, we have other vegetarian options. She's like, I don't care about vegetarian. I literally just want the veggies with the hummus. Like, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I'm feeling right now. And they're like, well, you'll have to pay for that. What? So like, okay. That's ridiculous. That. I can't. Those, uh, those Galaxy's Edge cast members. Yeah. They just don't know. You got to flash the pin. You got to be like, you see this? <laughs> I was like, I got my meal for free. Like he wanted the kitty meal, so yeah, yeah. I like well, that yeah. hummus. Okay, great. Mike and Emily, what what would y'all say was y'all's y'all's oh. favorite moment? Well, he's thinking some more. Um, mine was actually not necessarily part of the halcyon. That second night, there was um, there was no, there was a family with two two girls. And one girl had, they bought um, the Tabruta Montrals for one of them. And the other one, they bought the Twi'lek Leku for the other one. And the one with the Twi'lek Leku, she was struggling putting it on. It was, it's not fitting her very well. And her mom came up to me and was like, hey, 
can you give us some tips to help us with this? Like she's super, she's super shy. She's not going to talk to you, but I'll talk to you for her. And so um, I was able to give her some tips and hints. And I actually went back into our room, grabbed an extra wig cap and wig headband, gave it to her and said, okay, you have to promise that you're going to show me wearing your left ear. And she, she did. And it, it was just this beautiful moment where I could help inspire this little mini cosplayer. I was so excited. And um, I saw her later that night and they had, they put some blue makeup on her and she was, she had her lucky on perfectly. Oh, it was, it was. Yeah. And, and the mom after was like, like, you made this vacation for her because like, she was really bummed that it wasn't working. It was getting really discouraged. And then like, after that, she's just like, she was just parading around like, she, yeah, it, it was really cool. It was a really cool interaction. And it was just like another guest that we had an interaction with. Nice. nice. That's really sweet. Um, I don't know what my favorite thing was. That's, Big question. So hard. There were so many fun things. Um, I really, we had some really good interactions with Gaia, yes. which I think were, were really fun. Like, yeah. So we, uh, we had designed a gift for her because we were like really excited to meet her. And so we made like a hologram, um, which is like, uh like an led light base with an acrylic piece shining up and we and we made one specifically for this gaia because we we had found out which gaia was going to be on our trip and we got a picture of her and made this one specifically for her and so we made two nice. one for her and then one for us that we wanted her to sign because they have like an autograph time yeah and so we went there for the autograph time and she has just like the stamp that she's supposed to like stamp paper and she and we're like, well, you can't stamp this acrylic because it is plastic, like it's not gonna do anything. And so she's like, Well, I literally don't know if I can do anything else. Like allowed allowed to do anything else because because there's multiple Gaias, they all have to have the same signature, right? Or it like breaks down. And so, right. so like she went out of her way, like grabbed the cat like a, another crew member, and they went like behind behind closed doors and like figured out something and came back and was like, I, the, the solution we have is I can sign it. I can sign it. Arabesh G. Okay. And we're like, Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. So now we have this Gaia hollow with a signed Arabesh G on it. That's nice. signed by Gaia. And it's like, it's like, the, like maybe someone will do it in the future, but we know like we were the first ones to have Gaia's like, Real signature. signature, and it was yeah. a really cool moment for us because we really wanted to have like these interactions with guys, especially because like Emily was a Twi'lek, and then also Guy was a Twi'lek, and so we, like we we really wanted to have like a bunch of really fun interactions with her, and like she was really awesome, like like going out of her way to like make make like this personal experience even better for us. So I think that was probably like one of the highlights of awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a one of a kind souvenir that nobody will really ever get that's yeah, so cool yeah. so yeah yeah well thanks guys for coming on and then one last question i know <laughs> one everybody asks is it worth going is it worth it um i'll kind of just say a short little bit about it and if y'all want to add anything feel free if y'all have anything else to add to it no pressure in answering it's it's a hard question to answer for sure and you definitely never want to just tell people blindly it's worth it. Do it because then if they do it and they don't have a good time, that's, that's tough, especially how expensive it is. Um, but what I will say to it is 
if you're, it's, it's worth kind of the effort that you're going to put in. If you're going to go in and you're looking to make friends, meet people, be very outgoing, um, and kind of make the most of the experience, I think it is worth going and worth doing as a one of a kind experience at Disney. Um, there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's, it's really, really neat. Um, but it's really completely up to you and what you're comfortable doing. If you're going expecting everything to happen to you and you just show up and that it, it's that way, I would say maybe it's not worth it because you can't really control it's, it's hit or miss if it's going to be a good experience. But if you're outgoing, trying to do everything you can meeting who you can, don't get discouraged if stuff doesn't go according to plan or something like that, just kind of go knowing it's go with the flow, knowing that your itinerary is going to completely change from what you think it's going to be. Um, you're not going to relax. You're going to be going full speed for hours till late at night, early in the morning, definitely book a hotel on property. If you're making a long vacation the day before and the day after to kind of have a chill day before a chill day after. Um, but yeah, with the service, um, the food, all of that is pretty much the best that Disney has to offer. And in, in my mind, um, and just, just like throwing it out there for Maddie and I, it was an experience that was gifted to us for our birthdays and for Christmas or our parents were just basically like, Hey, we're just not going to get you anything for the entire year for anything. It's like, <laughs> do you want to do this? And I'm like, yes, yes, we want to do that. <laughs> so, so just throwing it out there, like, it, it wasn't something that we necessarily shelled out and paid for. It was gifted to us, but knowing that and knowing the, the cost that it is, I would say also it's worth it to go maybe with a group of four people with five people yeah. um, and split that cost for one of those staterooms to where it's 1200 bucks a person. And then I would say it's definitely worth doing and experiencing. And when you go with that group of people, don't stick with that group of people, spread out, fan out, do your own thing, kind of meet back together in the rally points throughout the day, kind of catch up on your experiences. But think of how much you're going to do if you all stay as a group, you're only going to do one thing. But if you all fan out and take different paths, when you come back to the room, you can talk about it. You can kind of live that experience through everybody else and kind of get the most out of it. So that's kind of what I have to say about it. Been asked on every um, Instagram poll oh, yeah. we put out. Constantly. Ask us questions. Constantly. Yeah. Is yeah. it worth it? Is it worth it? So that's kind of, that's my answer to that. But if y'all have anything you'd like to add, um, if y'all have been asked that question, had a different answer. I mean, I, I think you hit all the points that, that like, that I've talked about, like, if you, if you want it to be your favorite and like greatest adventure of all time, it will be that for you. If you want it to be a waste of money and you want to have a horrible experience, you could have that as well. Like it, it's going to be what you put into it. And like for Star Wars fans, like it's going to be a dream come true and you're going to want to go again. I mean, we're, we're already like talking to friends and saying like, Hey, you want to come? We'll split a room with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I completely agree that splitting a room with some friends is the way to do it. I mean, for our 10-year anniversary, yeah, I don't want to split yeah, we don't friends. Like, it was just that. that, that right. and, Maybe not, and, yeah. like, and like the second it was announced, like a three, few, years like three years ago, we're like, we're going, let's start saving, let's start planning on this vacation, you know, so. But yeah. we, would, we would go again with friends. For sure. Like, not <laughs> that way we wouldn't have to pay for the whole thing, but yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's so much fun. 
the rooms do naturally fit five people. So yeah. there's a big bed. Like in, in our room, there was a queen size bed for two people, bunk beds for two people, and then a cot that pulled out of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So five people can very comfortably fit. You do not spend a lot of time in the room. No. I think that, exactly. you know, we, we, we did not, we anticipated spending more time in the room. There were robes there. We were like, wow, very fancy. <laughs> I know. It we was never not took a relaxing. Yeah. 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 You didn't try the robe. Yeah, you are not there to relax. You can fit five people and you will get the same quality experience. And the, and the thing is, I, I honestly think that the bunk beds that are built into the wall are more comfortable and more soundproof than the actual queen-size yeah. bed. We slept the, in the bunk beds the first, first night, night. The first night, you know, it was like, it was like 2.30. Yeah. What's that? We so you got the full food. Food. slept in the bunk beds. Yeah, exactly. I was so excited. I haven't slept in a top bunk. It looked so cool. Years. They, yeah. they were awesome. I loved the top bunk. It's like a little cave. It was great. Yeah, we, uh, the first night, I was just like, oh, I'm going to lay down here just for a minute, you know, 2.30 in the morning, getting back from the bar. Yeah, yeah. And then I was out <laughs> like a light and it was very comfortable. Uh, and the padding, the padding that goes around the, um, the bunks really does uh, dampen all of the noise around. It's awesome. Um, but is it worth it? So, um, you know, we saved for, you know, a little bit since, you know, like you guys, we saved since it was announced or at least i saved since it was announced because <laughs> as soon as soon as i heard it i was like yep yeah we're going there um you know just like you guys uh and you know the nice thing is that my parents they have uh disney vacation club so we knocked out a year worth of points it was like 225 points or whatever and even still it was only like half off but you know with that it becomes much more attainable, right? So like, you know, if, if you know, there's listeners out there with DVC, take advantage of that. Um, it's, it's great. If you don't and you do have the extra money and you're a great star, you know, you're a big Star Wars fan, make the pilgrimage because it is, you know, even if you don't- That's kind of what it felt like. Yes. like yeah. That's exactly what it is, you know? Like it is- for you know the the hardcore not even the hardcore like even the the moderate star wars fan it is a pilgrimage once in a lifetime just do it just go have fun and if you break it down to dollars the the quality of the food even the buffet which is unlimited uh is is beyond you know anything else that i've had it at similarly priced resorts um just because of the, the uniqueness and you know again the immersion and, and the creativity and everything um the and then like even for the the big you know state dinners right like the first night uh we were we were sitting there and then like the waitress comes around and she's like oh how is everything and we're like man, man the uh the filet mignon was really great and she's like oh would you like another so <laughs> So they they'll just give you whatever you ask. So I feel like the the cost um, with the food, you know, that's that's definitely worth it. The because there's a park ticket included, and because of the character interactions that you get, I feel like it's also very much worth it. So you know, just just go like save save up and and have this pilgrimage. It's Mitch a, is here with your definitive answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just do it. <laughs> However you can, yeah. do. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, good deal, guys. Uh, Mike and Emily, did y'all have anything y'all wanted to throw in there to add on to that? Or no, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. It's, we it's we about covered it for sure. So, so amazing. Yeah. I think too that every all of that definitely being said and being totally true. If you're not the most outgoing person. Not everyone is extremely outgoing in their personality and may feel intimidated in a situation described such as this. I still think you can definitely enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You can kind of choose to make it what you want it to be like y'all have said. And just as long as your mindset and your expectations are, you know, reasonable, then I think you can still get that out of it. Don't go not being outgoing at all. And then expecting, you know, a ton of people to talk to you and to make friends immediately. Like you have to know that you need to put yourself out there a little bit if you want to really interact with the other guests. Um, but you don't necessarily have to interact with other guests to enjoy it. Yeah. But you I know, think it like does it, add a, I it think adds it adds a lot to the experience. it for sure, but it can happen naturally too. Like, I don't think that it has to be completely forced and it doesn't have to scare yeah. you away no, from it if you're, you're a true Star Wars no. fan and you really want the whole experience because, you know, if you are involving yourself in the missions and really paying attention to that and allowing the character, um, like storylines to flow well and interacting with them, then I think meeting fellow guests will happen naturally too. So yeah. Yeah, but I think it's having reasonable expectations um, and not like expecting to immediately like get extremely immersed without having done anything on your own yet, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, good deal, guys. That was that was a long one. We covered everything. Um, Mitch and Sarah, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure meeting y'all aboard yeah, the Halcyon. I, I appreciate your editor. I feel I feel like this he's is got like a three and a half hours of content. He's getting he's getting married next week. Shout out to Corey. <laughs> so this might be out in a couple weeks, depending on his schedule. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Mike and Emily with Hyperspace Props. Any of y'all listeners, if y'all want some cool credits or some cool, um, uh, really memorabilia sabak sets, all kinds of stuff, they got a sweet website and Etsy shop. You can find them on Instagram, Hyperspace Props. But yeah. If there was anything else, uh, Mike and Emily, that y'all wanted to shout out for for that that I might have missed, now's the time to throw it out there. If you want people to come check y'all out, I mean, I think I think we have fun. Done what we do, it, it, our our hobby is paid for itself, which is a huge blessing, and we yeah. just have a ton of fun. I mean, we get to meet people like you guys on the Halcyon, like chatting with Mitch at the Sublight Lounge was so much fun how, how he was geeking out over the credits and it was. It's, it's just fun it's a great community and thank you for having us on yeah yeah, yeah well thanks for coming on and I have one last question um Emily did you ever think about going to Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios and getting a picture in your <laughs> in your Twilight did I didn't even ever think cross about leaving Batu. Actually, yeah. <laughs> we, we had actually planned at least to maybe go to Tatooine Traders, okay. but we were just so engrossed in everything, and, and just... too many people getting pictures of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, but yes, that yeah, would only... funny. I, I do kind of regret that now. I could only imagine a photo of y'all on, you know, Tower of <laughs> yeah. Terror and that. Yeah. 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 Fly off my head. Ooh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, to all you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. This was the extensive review of the Galactic Star Cruiser kind of going over our individual experiences there. Hopefully you see that you don't have to be the biggest Star Wars fan. You can be kind of a novice Star Wars fan and still enjoy yourself on that trip as well. So there's people from all kind of ranges there um if you have any more questions if we somehow miss something shoot us a message we will get you an answer um but hopefully this answered a lot of them so this is not goodbye it is see you real soon as we always say and we will see y'all on the next episode thanks for listening